Hey guys, before we start today's episode, I just want to give out a shout out to Allegiance Holsters. Uh, they are a fantastic product. They make a molded KDX holster. They have IWB formatted, OWB formatted holsters. Uh, you can fit a gun with a light on it. You can fit a gun with an optic on it. You have everything in your holster you want is from allegiance holsters they also have uh first aid kits to fit on your belts they are made in america uh i was recently at the mall the other day and there was a nazi jihadist terrorist to be completely honest he was coming outside of bed bath and beyond and i saw he was getting some pillows yeah yeah and uh he pulled out a gun right next to the annie ann's pretzel court and was about to take hostages. A good patron of the mall pulled out a allegiance holster and took down the perp. Threw it at him. Yeah, and that's just my daily life. So, <laughs> Shit, man. whether right, it holds a gun yeah. or you use it as a weapon, battle tested. Battle tested allegiance holsters. Allegianceholsters.com. And guys, you can use code TNW10 for a 10% discount when you check out. Helps you uh, offset that uh, shipping cost. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode eight of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast brought to you by Training Northwest. I am the owner of Training Northwest, a Pacific Northwest-based uh, firearms training company. I shouldn't say. I guess it's more than just firearms. We've got uh, first first aid and very soon map reading and land navigation. Um, we're located right here in Granite Falls, Washington, at the base of the Cascade Mountains. And let's see, today's episode, Mike, what are we talking about? This episode, we were dictators. It was a very fun episode. Each one of us gave a couple different answers as to what we thought would be a way to solve the world's problems. So instead of bitching about problems, we're solving them. Yeah, and I'm actually going to pat us on the back because every single one of our answers was a way to help society. There was no, I'm going to personally enrich myself or... None of it was selfishly minded. Like That's because we only did five rules instead of no, six. If, if we, we went past that, it's gluttony. Actually, I don't know, that I, last one. I was just saying, uh, maybe number five. All I'm right. a communist. Yeah, number five might be, uh, it was a little self-serving. All right, enjoy the episode, you guys. And we're live. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. Actually, hang on. So, important administrative note as we start out episode, is this eight now? Mm, oh boy! Uh oh! Uh oh! Yeah, All eight. Right. Fuck it. We'll call it eight. I don't know. It could be wrong. Um, Budweiser went woke on us, so we had to uh, <laughs> switch we, it. Over. Son of a bitch! We had <laughs> yeah. we had just got so into these damn cheladas, and we had to we had They're to dog walk shit away anyway. I never liked them. <laughs> I know they were disgusting. <laughs> oh man! So now we're now we're we've got some Modelo cheladas, which are not the tomato juice ones, which is kind of disappointing. That's okay. Well, V8, we'll fix that right up. I know. I maybe act, Honestly, from now on, we're just going to have to put Mike on the hook to... Uh, Keep his, making homemade chiladas. Yeah, bring his mixers, or we're going to have to take turns bringing Clamato yeah, juice. So we can, have to do. We'll I think out. homemade chiladas might have been our best episode, though. Yeah, Let's I be think. honest. I think it was the fuel... For the fire, and that was our that was our first book report. Which <laughs> yeah. honestly, I, I think the book reports are the future of this podcast. I've never done a book report on chiladas, and let me tell you, <laughs> if I was doing that in eighth grade, things would have been a lot different. You'd have been a lot more engaged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much more, much more. All right, Kozak, you you introduced this one because this was your idea, and I love this idea. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be a dictator. <laughs> I wanted to be. Um, 
you know, Mike Zay, Mike Zay Dong. Mao yeah. Dong? Mike. Mike Zedong. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to be a dictator. Mike right? Zedong. <laughs> so this were, is Mike Zedong. I thought you were Polish. <laughs> well, yeah. There is a little Polish in there, too. But right now, 100% Chinese. And I don't know. I just thought it's a fun thought experiment. Like, if you had power of the world, if you were the president, if you were dictator, if you could snap your fingers and whatever you wanted to happen would happen. What would it be? So I wrote some notes on this, but then I realized it's pretty easy to sum it up. One, I'm turning Jordan into a female. Two, I'm banging her like a screen door. <laughs> oh, Three, my God. Creedence Clearwater concert because they're the OGs <laughs> of Southern Rock, not Leonard Skinnerd. Four, Bush Light for America. Five, uh, we just continue. Continue banging Jordan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, eyes. you guys. That was enlightening. <laughs> yeah. Neanderthals. Yeah. This has been a fun time. episode. Yeah. We do good, good reports, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So go over to the Patreon to see the after hours of Jordan. Yeah. My transformation. No, but that I derailed you. No, that that was that's pretty much just it. Like we all seem to be well educated, <laughs> uh, interested. Uh, he double checks at me. He just learned. <laughs> seem to be uh, so. Yeah, just kind of a thought experiment, and you know. I think you said earlier we'll probably have some overlap, you know. Parallel thinking always seems to happen in Parallel groups. thinking, but I wouldn't be surprised if we actually don't have overlap, like if we go totally different directions. Because as soon as you sent this to me, I already had a few things that I've always said, like if I could be king for a day. Yeah. And and I have like these little bullet items, and I was like, yes, I love this topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's 100% it. Um, so our, how do you got – do we just – Go one through them. One. Everyone do one. Every, yeah. Give, yeah. Give your number one. We'll, we'll go like uh, around like we're doing jujitsu. Because I'm just curious turns. to see like if is everybody going to tackle social issues? Is it going to be economics? Is it well, is be, this is this the U.S.? We are a dictator of the U.S. This button. can be anything. This is U.S. or you're Thanos and you have the power to snap your fingers and the world changes. Oh, you no, know no. what I mean? It, in my mind, I was dictator of the U.S. But it doesn't like Mike said. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your scenario okay. that you came up with your ideas. Yeah, world peace is going to be so fucking easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got all these with doves. This. What am I going to do now? I want to bring free education and world peace. Uh, all right um so yeah i'll start with mine um and so number one i wrote uh make military service mandatory and i want to expand upon that because i'm the dictator mike zedong and uh (laughs) and uh so not only military military like um Tanks, airplanes, fighting. I think, I guess we'll just start with this being kind of like a U.S. thing, but I would like it to be, the military would be a two-part thing. I think there should be a fighting military, and then I think there should be something, I call it the People's Army, or... That's a good name. We'll go with the People's Army. You're but the dictator. You are the dictator. I, I am the dictator. <laughs> yeah. But having not only a military branch that you serve, I think you should have choice, right? So you get drafted when you're either 18 
you know, from 18 to 26, right? In those years, you have to serve four years. And you can either serve in traditional military fighting or you can serve in the people's army. And I think what the people's army should be is like a citizen's military, almost like a national guard. Like they go into poverty-stricken neighborhoods. They help educate. They help build libraries. You can learn general trade things to help the infrastructure of America, civil engineers, education, everything. And I think that having that mandatory creates a huge sense, sense of unity in the United States. I mean, if everyone is instantly part of the team, I mean, team morale is going to be huge. Yes. And if not only you're protecting your country and looking for out for its best interest, but you're also helping your country. Like, Building from within. Yeah. Like, the, what's it, what is so, it? So you have skin in the game. And I love that you said that because it actually didn't make my list. And now that you, as soon as you said it, I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's absolutely because brilliant. Mine I've always said now. that I think there should be. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's number one is he wants to transition. <laughs> that and yeah. beers replaced into the water mains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I've, I've always said I think there should be compulsory service for all Americans right after they graduate high school. And I don't care if it's in the military. They could end up like in a job corps type thing. Like yeah. Just like they did during uh, the Depression when they actually created the job corps to go out and build, build trails in the forest or pick up trash or do some sort of volunteer work. But the idea is that every, every young adult now has some skin in the game that is America. Like they have some invested effort and time of their lives that they've put into um, – into the country, right? And yeah. I, I think that would help a lot with, you know, kind of like what we're seeing right now is like people just don't give a shit. They don't realize what they have, right? So every generation before us has had to work, like up to World War II and the baby boomer generation, they had to work to, to build what we have. And since, you know, 19 whatever, 50, we've just kind of been riding this wave of good times. Mm-hmm. And so now that, that, generation that that fought for it in world war ii they're they're mostly gone and all that there's there's really no memory of struggle left yeah so for young people young adults to have to go through i mean and that's not really struggle to have to do two years of compulsory service Um, but just like i said have a little bit of skin in the game so that america is something that's valuable to them yeah yeah i don't want to say patriot but you know where you're a fan of the u.s you know, there, there's this weird transition that we've gone through right now where having a having an American flag is somehow you racist. Get, you're, yeah, you're <laughs> racist or you're you're automatically, you know, deemed a right wing nut job or, you know, whatever. And it's it's sad to me because that's not I mean, I look at the flag and I go, yeah, I'm happy to be American. You know, um, this is this is without doubt the greatest country in the world. Nobody's going to say different to me and, you know, get anywhere. Right. right. I, I, I do not care. This is the most free country in the world. That exists right now. That exists right now. It'd be and a lot more free if we, if we, if we play our cards right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, I think that's where doing those services, that's where, that's, I think what the reason behind it would be. Right. I yeah. mean, you're creating a country where people well, want to have. I think not only like. 
you should have to earn your citizenship a He's, little bit. You shouldn't just be like, hey, you know what? You were born, now you graduated high school, and here's some welfare. Enjoy the rest of your life. Not only earn your citizenship, but you're, help now you're cutting. Now you're cutting into my dictator stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but not only that, but, like, look at what's going on. Like, we had Dave the Firefighter on. He's just talking about, you know, western U.S. cities and just kind of the squalor and everything they're in. And if doing something like this, like, so say you had this mandatory form of service, whether it's military or the people's army, where you're rebuilding, I hate to say this, making America great again, but it kind of falls in that line. But imagine what you could do, because, I mean, you would have all these programs from, like, I mean, if you're trying to rebuild, you're going to need welders. You're going to need people that know how to lay asphalt and make roads to connect the military and connect transport for all these materials and stuff. And so you're going to have to have aptitude testing to see where people sit. But then once you do that, you're also going to know where people are lower in aptitude and other skills. You can not only use this to navigate your citizens and people to being more highly efficient, but you can help use it to help the ones that aren't proficient in super certain skills. So well, not only is it like finding jobs, giving purpose, making you involved with your citizen, your country, your your state, it's also a way for the state to help out its people. If you want to prosper more, oh, okay, Jordan, well, let's pull up your public record from when you were enlisted. Well, it looks like you're really good at these certain things, but here maybe you're a little lagging. Would you like some free classes? Because you're a citizen, you put in your four years. How can we help you? When we were talking about businesses earlier and Tobin was saying, like, I feel like there's not a framework. I feel like something you could do with this is help provide a framework for your chain is only as strong as your weakest link. This isn't a way to not only fix your country, but help fix the worst parts of your country. Yeah, and I've... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. Well, you started out with a banger. I'll tell you that right now. That's very good. But not <laughs> only not only is that going to help the people in the future, but it's going to give a framework for, hey, where do we need to focus in a little bit more on schools? Because there's yeah. going to be trends. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're lagging behind in these areas, and now we can change curriculum to yes. help guide us for what we need as a country and get us on track where we need to go. Yeah. And those, you know, after, you know, it wouldn't take much longer than five years to realize there is a trend here. Yeah. You know, so that would be that would be huge. And not only that, at that point, you're going to have workers to put in those places and say, hey, we're going to, yeah. you know, work on this school and build these schools up. And yeah, yeah that's it just that's such a great idea. And what does that do to colleges, too? Like, you have to think for, like, I mean, colleges are colleges, but trade school colleges. I mean, if you were able to have a job core for people to do mandatory service, I mean, you're going to need expert, once again, welders, people to teach you basic chemistry if you're working with chemicals, you know? Oh, yeah. My mom is a farmer and she just had to pass like this gnarly chemistry test to be able to buy fertilizer to like renew her license to be able to buy bulk fertilizer for the farm. Yeah. So even if you think that you're just going to go be a blue collar guy, you still need some base level of education. That, that yeah. That's never going to go away. But it would help to sort of demonstrate through experience 
you know, people think they don't need algebra until they're out on a job site doing construction. You're like, oh, crap. Got to solve for this yeah, unknown. You're, you're, you're going, you're What's going deep into the memory <laughs> banks. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even in that, there's there's continuing education, yeah. right, for trades. And your well, and I think it also else. makes you appreciate, too. Like, if, if you spend two years building, uh, you know, cutting fire line with a, with a uh, what do they call them, the hotshots crew or whatever, mm-hmm. fighting forest fires, you'd be like, you know what? Suddenly, I think I can get through college in three years. I'm going to buckle down. Yeah. I don't want to do this shit anymore. Yeah. Or some people who are really into the outdoors and hard work. Like, there are people who just like to work hard. Yeah. Like, this is my jam. I'm going to figure out how to make a lot of money. With, like, think about landscapers who own their own business. They make a fucking killing in my mm-hmm. neighborhood working yeah. with, you know, a, a weed eater and a rake and a shovel. So it, it kind of helped people find a little bit of direction, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, after the military, what did you think? Were you just like, you know what, I love this country? No, so the, oh, fuck. Uh, here's, well, here's an interesting caveat. So getting out of the military is pretty tough. Um, but I didn't get out of mainstream military. I went from one day I was in the 75th Ranger Regiment, and the next day I was moving into a rental house to go take classes at, at Oregon State University. And so yeah. it was like I went from team leader in charge of, other people's lives and in theater in Afghanistan to within three months, I'm on a college campus with a bunch of 19 year old freshmen who have just literally just moved out of their parents' house. Yeah. And so there was no, there was no common ground, no connection. So there's, there's another great point is that if everybody were coming out of their two years, four years, however, what of civil service, then there would be a lot of common ground for, for people to connect on. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, at that point, you, it's you know, everybody's wearing the same jersey, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the biggest thing, I think, is like, you know, if say you're a family and you have one black sheep child and it's like, what's that going to do to the cohesive bond of the whole family? It's going to affect everyone. As soon as everyone thinks they're part of the team, things just seem to gel better, work that, better, and that's, mesh That's better. society's that's, problem right now is people are disconnected and they don't have a tribe or a group of friends or, you know, like Greg gets this all the time from, uh, you know, and, and messages from listeners to his podcast is that they're like, I, grown people, are, I don't have any friends, yeah. which is crazy to think about because I've always had some sort of hobby or outside interest, other, or even at work, I have friends. Yeah, and I've I've never been in a situation where I don't have like a group of friends, and so to me that is so foreign. But I could see how it would really fuck people up, and it makes me feel bad for them because you have to find like if your life is going to your cubicle, and then going home and turning on your TV, how could you have friends? Yeah. So it, it, again, imagine if everybody had a little bit of common experience, something that like if you're working in your cubicle and you go to the lunchroom, at least you have something to to talk about or to bond over or to share a little bit of of common common background do you think that's why there's so much like gossip over celebrities and stuff it's like the inside track for people who like are lonely we don't have anything to do so let's talk about i I think other people's lives i I think the internet uh trolling is for it's literally lonely people that that's it it's they're looking for a reaction out of someone because they have no human interaction yeah so they're they're saying something excuse me they're saying something ridiculous in a comment section, just hoping to get some fucking interaction. Yeah. yeah which which I mean, never satisfies because it's online. It's just written like who even knows 
you don't know what the person looks like. You don't know what they're about, but you're, you're just, it's sort of like this desperate attempt to, to get like, please pay attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's negative attention, just yeah. any, yeah. it's like, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sad thought that all those would actually be that. It, it, like there was, there was a comment on uh, a YouTube video that I saw and I think it was a training Northwest one. Um, and They're all so, positive comments, Jordan. I know. I felt super positive, and I I, I was going to respond to it, and then I was like, "Don't even bother." Yeah, I was like, it's, "I well, waste energy." No, well, I, I it wasn't that. It was like, I feel so bad for this guy. Yeah. At that yeah. moment, I was like, I was like, man, I because at first it's, it was something that it was like, "Fuck you," and then I thought about it, and I was like, "That's a lonely son of a bitch." Yep. Uh, hey, dude, doors always open. Yeah. Come through. Yeah. You know, you need a hug. <laughs> it's here come get it friday. you're a better man than me because i'm not friday. giving out hugs dude, <laughs> yeah, dude friday nights at electric north you can come get a free hug yeah, yeah no doubt i'll be here give you some mother's milk yeah, <laughs> oh shit yeah dude that that was a very good start <laughs> good lord I, that was I good kozak always ambushes us yeah, and then we ha- we have to try to. I have too much free time putting stickers on. I'm I'm stuck with myself, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I isolated. I wish I had friends. Yeah, to bounce <laughs> this stuff off to. But I'm putting <laughs> stickers on, talking to yeah. myself. Oh, Do-do-do. Yeah. The butterfly. All right. You want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Shit. Um. Well. Uh. Now I'm trying to think of which was the best one without you know sounding like a jackass. But. Uh, I uh, started with my worst one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right on. Killing pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to be killing pedophiles. Is uh, uh, and no random order here. Uh, I think. I think uh, capital punishment directly lynching motherfuckers in the street. Um, that that actually is my big thing, right? So it's like hopefully there's a little bit of thought before you're diddling gigs, yeah. but. Uh, I think that a parent should get the opportunity to walk into a room with said person. And oh, that's a good one. Whatever they fucking. We're gonna put the blinds down and whatever happens in the next ten minutes. No, no, no. You get you get as much. You get to think about it. Whatever you want to do. You want no. this guy to rot in jail with no food. Yeah, ironically, he's gonna putting, die. Putting You're gonna them kill into him. isolation might be worse than killing them, but at yeah. the same time, it's a drain on the economy. And just no, like, no, 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 because you're putting them in a room and you're locking the key and you're walking away. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's I'm 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 talking extreme, brutal. Yeah. No, this is not a human we're dealing with. Turn it into a this reality is, this show. Is put a less, little camera in yeah, the corner. This is this is our Hunger Games. We get to, you know, deal with. I I just I was talking to my girlfriend on the way here, and we were talking about that, and that was some like I think a lot of people can get behind. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. So uh, everybody who is not a pedophile accepts that it's a hein- it's like the most heinous of crimes. Yeah. Um, I, fuck. Except for I guess maybe the left now is trying to call, what do they call it like minor attracted persons or some shit like dude. If you, and honestly, if you are someone who even gets behind that, you should be put in the room too. Yeah. Yeah, kid fucking's just like <laughs> kid uh, fucking's bad. It's you know? yeah, that's Try one where it's it. like I don't really have any remorse. Even I mean, you look at prisons, right? Which is supposed to be the worst of the worst, and even the prisons even are like, there. let's fuck up the let's pedophiles. Yeah, and even the code among thieves is like these guys are scum. Yeah, you know. I just yeah that that was that's one thing that I would absolutely have, and I mean it'd be for multiple people, but that's the. Those are the ones that are 
on top of the list, you're not making it out alive. Well, and you think about like um, executions, public executions that used to happen. I mean, that was kind of a part of life, you know. Maybe you get a little older, you're eight or nine, and your parents are like, "Come on, yeah, they're putting someone in the guillotine tonight." Yeah, let's let's go, Billy, or what would you know, uh, Francois? Francois, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what it it was, you know. And it's like, come see this execution, and the kid would ask what yeah. happened, and this person exactly. was caught stealing goats, or you know, name your crime. And I mean, it does put in it instills, you know, yeah, make a public spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and you know, it, it. Well, shit, there's still. I mean, I don't even know that I would want that. Right, because I don't, I don't want to dredge more shit through people like the people who are dealing with this. I want them to decide. You get it can be internal. Yeah. You guys don't. I want complete control to go to the parents. So like next of kin or whatever family, you it's get, like you, you just have power. However, to, however yeah. this goes down, but regardless, death and however you want to go about it. But I don't want, I don't want my kids to have to see this if I don't want them to, right? I, I, I'd like to build a world where that's not the case. And maybe it's like, hey, there's absolutes and this is an absolute. So maybe it's a lesson for society, but regardless, I think that's, there's no life in prison drain on society. It's, no, you no. get, yeah, you get and, until, and no being released you, after 12 no. years or whatever. Cause you're, you feel, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Some okay, committee he, he's may, remorseful. Let yeah. him out. Fuck no. No. Yep. So that's, that's mine. Uh, following, uh, Fucking mics. <laughs> so, you know, anyway. Yeah. All right, so back to social issues. My number one is that I would, I think we've even covered this before, I would round up all the drug addicts on the street and I would put them in a lockdown FEMA-style camp with mandatory Ibogaine treatment. And you have to stay oh, yeah. in the, where, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, compulsory treatment. You're, you're going to get Ibogaine shoved down your throat. And you're going to go through that experience. And then on the backside, uh, there's going to have just sort of almost like your job corps type or people's army idea. There's going to have to be some sort of vocational slash civil rehabilitation that goes on there. Because, again, I don't want people dependent on the state. I want them to become independent. Mm -hmm. um, and we are so just we're fucking drowning in homeless drug addicts out here on the West Coast. I don't know if people who live in the midwest or i don't even know if the east coast is the same as what we're experiencing i think out minneapolis here. and stuff has a decent drug yeah. problem and but it's, it's so riots. goddamn cold there in the winter i don't know that you can really consider minneapolis like a long-term uh homeless camp out whereas it's the weird thing though they still have homeless i mean yeah I, I feel like everywhere kind of has it but i mean look but at here, chicago here with, here with the would you be weather. a homeless guy in chicago no hell no that sounds horrible but they have a huge homeless situation Do they really? well don't they have a bunch of abandoned buildings too and like a yeah just yeah, squalor yeah, yeah, yeah. But i mean still when it's when it's it's cold it's cold. five degrees in, in an abandoned building it's still going to be five degrees but that's kind of what you know firefighter dave was talking about he was like yeah they'll yeah, go into lighting a, fires and start shit. lighting fires and do their thing and yeah. they're allowed to get away with it until they burn the building down and then yeah you know. but uh and not to like segue it too much but the all of the like actual medical research coming out that psychedelics have incredibly um like positive effects on both mental health and substance addiction. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fucking insane that it's, it's coming out of places like Johns Hopkins university. It's not mm -hmm. like fringe, you know, coming out of like the uh, Western Washington 
University of Mushrooms or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's coming out of legit, like, scientific Some PhD with the tie-dye on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's being ignored because I assume Big Pharma hasn't figured out a way to sort of, like, patent it and make yeah. it their own. So they don't want it to hit the mainstream until they can figure out how to how to wrap a patent around it. Yeah. Um, but it is effective. It's been shown to be effective over and over and over again, and especially within the veteran community now. Like so many guys are starting to speak out about it, that it is helping them both with substance abuse and with like PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, mental issues. That I, I think it's a no brain. Like, what do you have to lose? They're already living on the street, They're injecting already, themselves yeah. with fentanyl and heroin. Why not put them in a camp and make them take Ibogaine for 48 yeah. hours? Because even if it doesn't work, you're, you're right where you started. Yeah, and no loss. Nobody else is doing anything that fucking makes a difference, so why not try it? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, you say that, and it's like uh, you want to get all these junky people off the streets, and it's not like you just said, I want the junkies out of here. I'm just going to round the junkies up and they're done. You know, we'll figure it out later. You said you want to put them on Ibogaine. And for people that aren't aware or um, know what Ibogaine is, I think, isn't it an African in origin? Oh, God, I think it's actually South American. Is it South American? But But I could could be way off. Yeah, it's an extreme, and I forget the classification, like barbiturates I I think it's another... Like delivery, ve- like okay, I'm 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 talking way outside my expertise here, but I think it's another delivery vehicle for DMT, except that unlike pure DMT, which lasts like I don't know minutes, uh, sort of like ayahuasca, mm-hmm. where you combine it with another molecule that then mm-hmm. turns that into like a four to six hour experience. I believe ibogaine is like a twenty four hour experience. Yeah, so it's a very intense psychological self-examining tool and the fact that you say not just i want to get rid of these people that but that you want them to go through an intense psychoanalysis of their life and where they are you know i i think that's you know admirable that you just don't want to get rid of the problem and sweep it under the carpet you're like listen this this problem has this problem exists because of emotional and psychological thoughts and what we need to do is really coach these people and push them to examine their boundaries, their thoughts, their emotions a lot harder. So it's not like, oh, I got you off for six months. You're clean. Okay, cool. Well, I go back to my normal life and now I'm hanging out around shitty people. I have shitty motivation and thoughts. And what do I do? I go back to using again. You want to actually address the core of the problem and try and get people to examine themselves in an honest way as to why they are the way they are and why they are in this situation. Yeah, what was the root cause? Because I think that's what the psychedelics help people get to is what is the root cause? Whereas, um, you know, right now you can you can go to a, a psychiatrist and get some psychoactive pills that suppress the symptoms. Those are that's what it all is. is and, and that's, that's really yeah, what, what that's, our mental health system right now is built around suppression of sim- symptoms. Yeah, that's all it is. Building a dam of emotion. Exactly. That's gonna bust at any fucking point in time. And before you think I'm too nice, if they reoffend a second time after they go through the treatment, you just take them out in the ocean. Because <laughs> sorry, we, yeah. we got enough people on land. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, let me, before we run off, I just pulled it up. Uh, Ibogaine is a a psychedelic substance from the root bark of an African shrub. So you were absolutely right. Oh, dang. 
The drug is reported to reduce opioid withdrawal symptoms and reduce cravings. And it is a Schedule One drug in the U.S. Says marijuana. So, so that's the other. So, yeah. so it says, um, meaning there's no recognized medical use. Um, obviously, that's not the doesn't, case. Doesn't doesn't Schedule no. One also mean you're? Li- it's likely to be habit forming. Ooh, let me. I think is, ske- I Googling. thought Schedule One just meant that there is no medical use for it. So therefore, it's just a plague to man and we're going to put it in the schedule two. It could be a plague for man, but Hey, like meth and we'll give you, um, ADD medicine, which I mean, it's derivative. Yeah. Well, there is exactly. you know I mean? only improved or only approved for medical use in Brazil, South Africa and New Zealand. So obviously, Oh, where they have witch doctors yeah. for emotions. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, the other thing that's bullshit about the Schedule 1, if if I'm right about the Schedule 1, meaning it has the ability to become habit-forming, having gone through an ayahuasca ceremony, there is no chance you're going to be like, yo, what's up, bros? You guys want to get together tonight and we'll, we'll oh. drink some ayahuasca tea? Because it's, it's not like a fun experience. It's a, no. It's a really challenging experience. And when you're done with it, you're like, oh, good God, I don't think I want to do that. Ever, ever again, so long as I live. Even doing like mushrooms with your buddies, and they're like, that was crazy. Want to do it again? You're like, I'm good for a month or six. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like, that was too intense. Too no much. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm yeah. so scared of doing that. Ayahuasca or mushrooms? Either. Yeah. yeah. Either. It's, uh, it, it's funny. So I've only been to the one ceremony and looking, like, looking back on it, I'm very glad I, I went. But the idea of going again is like, oh shit, because uh, that yeah. that same veterans group has come back through Portland again in the last couple months, and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not ready yet. I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, big trip. Yeah, but well, I mean it, that you're feeling, uh, you think what you went through was life. It's intense. It's life changing and life lasting. Definitely life lasting. Yeah, I think life changing too. Like not not it's not going to change your life immediately, but it's going to change the way you. It's going to change your perspective on a lot of things. And I know, like Tyler and I, um, we both had this vision of like a fir tree, and our families were up on the top. And at some point, we both realized that we were the trunk of the tree, and it's it's our role in our family to provide like stability and and be sort of the the steady base. And that has completely reshaped the way I think about parenting my kids and it takes time it's not like you go to the ceremony and then boom you come home on monday and you're like fuck yeah i'm ready to go like this has been what month is this this is april it's been been almost a year and i'm still kind of like reflecting back on yeah those experiences and trying to figure out how to apply them into day in day out activity or uh you know actions yeah um and again you know to go back to the medical research with Johns Hopkins, some of the some of the evidence they have shows that a single dose of psilocybin can be all a person with depression needs. It's a once yeah. in a life, and that's probably why big pharma is not interested in it. And it also it strikes me as crazy that people are resistant to it. But if you hand them a bottle of pills that say take this twice a day, they're like, "Fuck yeah, just pop them down, yeah, pop them down." But if you go, "Hang on, eat this mushroom one time." And you may not need to ever do it again. Yeah. They're like, fuck no, bro. Yeah. No way. Well, emotionally working through it. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, that might be take, the root of it all yeah. is that 
that pill is just going to make you, it's going to make you feel good now. The mushroom is going to make you confront everything that's making you feel bad. And you're going to, it might be a really difficult six hours for you, but at the end of it, you kind of go, Oh, thank God. I'm so glad I did that. And I, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it to someone who hasn't done it other than, a, I really recommend it, and B, I don't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I probably will yeah. because it was so beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I, it's something that you don't do all the time, but it is very beneficial. And I think the best way I think you can describe it, I heard it as like um, doing intense psychedelics is kind of like you live on a ski slope or a mountain, right? And every day you get up and you climb up that mountain and you ski down it. And throughout the years and years and years, you kind of develop paths and you carve out the slopes and you have your trails and stuff like that. But then when you do an intense psychedelic, it's kind of like a storm comes in and it fills in all those grooves and all those runs with snow, right? So now there's not a trail of life normal day-to-day this is how I do things this is me this is me leaving work this is me dealing with my wife this is me dealing with my family but then you do those those moments of medicine and it's like all those lines all those gaps all those holes get filled in with snow now still daily you've got to get from the top of that mountain down to the bottom but now you're kind of picking out new paths and carving and you're not so adherent to your old trails or your old thinking it's kind of just like a reset in a way yeah the way our nervous systems work is through actions and experiences we build these neural pathways in our brain and throughout our throughout our nerves and our body Um, and again psilocybin has been shown to increase neuroplasticity which is your ability to change that pathway so Mm -hmm. it's just like mike's saying it's like you have all these tracked out pathways in your body that for some of us or people who have uh, addiction or mental health issues or whatever, these, these tracks are leading them in all the wrong places. So it's like a blanket of fresh snow, and now you get to start laying new tracks through that fresh snow, and you can, you can be conscious of it and take it in a direction that you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good reset. Yeah. That, that uh, kind of is one of my dictators. Uh, things Go is, for it. is, yeah, is well it. it's it's what you said the homeless um trying to deal with the homeless and kind of getting that squared away what was yours just a battle axe and a yeah just a machete <laughs> just a machete uh, no uh trebuchet no i mean because i i don't want there to be fling them out into the sound yeah yeah it's like the bird launcher okay hang on <laughs> <laughs> all right we need a massive air cannon <laughs> yeah. or, uh, a big old t-shirt cannon and <laughs> fucking compressed air. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, like they have at the circus, you know. Killer whales out yeah. in the sound. Yeah. yeah. And then we fire. Feed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got trebuchets. <laughs> uh, we gotta. We gotta. <laughs> Make sure these guys are clean, though. We can't be feeding them fucking. You got a junk. Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, our killer whales will be addicted to meth because we'll be firing meth addicts out into the sound. Oh, we can't be doing that. No. Um, oh, shit, this is a great idea, guys. This I, is why we do this stuff. <laughs> I think uh, basically the same thing. I, I want to be able to provide treatment for those people and have, um, you know, a, a way to fund that. Um, but because uh, I, I, I don't think you should be. If you want to do drugs, do drugs. 
I think if you end up on the street and that is your lifestyle, that is where you're being rounded up. Yeah. Um, and that, that's probably more or less what you were saying. Like yeah. if you're, if you're, if I can walk down, if the you're holding down a your, job and you like to get fucked up on Saturday night, then yeah. All right. Yep. If you, if you can function, yeah. if you can be a functioning member of society, yeah. um, other than that, I didn't, I didn't have the Ibogaine treatment. That's a, you know, I wanted help. I didn't know about the Ibogaine stuff. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, I guess the way they'd I, work I think out. It, it sounds like it's legit. It just, like I said, it's. It can't be controlled by big pharma, so it has not made it into the American system. But a ton of veterans are going down to Mexico for ibogaine treatment, both for PTSD and for substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And it, they're going uh, to Mexico. Yes, for that? because mm-hmm. it's legal there. It's legal. Yeah. So oh. they have to travel there to, to go to these clinics. Well, it's not even just ibogaine. It's like. Like you're saying, pharm- pharmacy, yeah, <laughs> uh, strippers. Stripper, uh, yeah. <laughs> Doctor <Okay>. said, yeah. <laughs> I go to Mexico for a lot of crazy shit. But it's not only uh, ibogaine. I mean, it's stuff like MDMA, ayahuasca, uh, even cells. just mushroom treatments. Just all these psychedelics, uh, or you know, psychoactive, pharmacological. I think molecularly, MDMA and DMT are very similar. And DMT is what comes out of ayahuasca, and I believe ibogaine too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, I know ayahuasca is basically a prolonged DMT experience. Hmm. Because there's there's something. <clears throat> it's it's one of there's God I think there's like seven plants that go into the tea, but one of them is an inhibitor. Mao that, inhibitors. There you go. Yep. That, that keeps your body from processing the DMT out quickly, mm-hmm. whereas straight DMT is just gone, mm-hmm. you know, within minutes. Your body naturally yeah. dissolves it or uses it. I mean, yeah. it's produced in lungs, pituitary, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. And anything green has it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is I, that is that the um, the third eye, right? Like mm-hmm. that's your pituitary that, gland. Yeah, so with all that, oh, and it's getting it's getting. Uh, I thought that was the pineal gland. What's the or pineal. Pineal. Yeah, pineal. I'm sorry, okay. pituitary. That's I'm thinking puberty. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> Finally, yeah. I'm gonna get chest hair, boys. We're dropping our Anheuser Busch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sponsorship. So if anybody has a connection with Rogaine, Mike and I need some chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> I could use it all over my body. I'm like a Ken doll, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I am smooth. Oh, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, not since I was 12. <laughs> dude, he, even, he even has the genetic similarity to Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That's rough. All right, Mike, what's your number two? Uh, let's see what I got here. Um, uh, term limits for politics mm. or or politicians or a lottery based drive. So, um, I mean, it's kind of just that. It, you could fix almost all our goddamn political problems with term limits and yes. just by kicking lobbyists out of Washington D.C. I think George Washington said it the best: "From the plow to the suit to the plow." Yes. And I think that's 100% it. And the only reason I feel you can allow corruption into an institute is having it being an old institute. 
right? With old rules. Old, old relationships and old camaraderies, too. Just good old yeah. boys, clubs, yeah. factions, stuff like that that can overtake a system. So I think there should be a, pol- or a term limit on everything, whether it's president, governor, uh, senator. Every elected position. Every elected position. Or my counter to that would also be that it's a lottery. It's a lottery-based system. So, at like jury duty, everyone oh. in the United States... You just got tapped. You have to go be the governor for eight months? Boom. Yes, <laughs> oh, exactly. There's, there's a few people I know who I would not be happy if they were tapped to be governor. See, but that's something I think about, though. So, it's like, yeah, so how do you stop it from being a complete idiot getting into the governor's office? Is this something I parlay off of my first one where there's mandatory service where we get to think about and look at what your scores are? Identify people with leadership ability. Exactly. So then, but then if you create it so it's mandatory, well, Bill's got to be a governor. And now Tim, though, he's got to go work at, I don't know, he's got to be a park ranger. You know, or he's got to be elected to the city council for this many months. But it just keeps a way of keeping corruption out of the system because you can't allow corruption. If it's a lottery and it's based off of that, you can't predict who's going to be drawn to what. You or can't maybe you influence have to get a, them. You have to get a minimum number of votes to be entered into the, the lottery. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably... You end up you with know. three candidates in the drawing. Or yeah. have attained you, a certain, you have a governor of three. You have a group. Like a council? A council. I mean, is, isn't yeah. that what the, the, the state council, senate, the like, state house is for? It's yeah, kind of the yeah, same two. thing, except they're, just, they're, they're career politicians as well. Yeah. Yes, once again. So it's like, and I don't, I don't know the right ideas, but these are, and everything kind of has a duality that I wrote, you know, it's more than just one thing. So that's why it's like, all right, how do we get corruption out of politics? Is it term limits or is it a machete? Yeah, 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 yeah. Trebuchet. <laughs> trebuchet. Yeah, right. Put them in the t-shirt cannon. Yeah. We're gonna feed the orcas. Or is um. it just? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a t-shirt. Feed the orcas. Jay Inslee, first up. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I think that if you could uh, get lobbyists out of the system as well, because why, why do these people want to become career politicians? And it's because they become filthy rich. Yes. Their their annual salary is like $200,000 a year, and they end up worth you know $400 million within eight years. Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck? How is that possible? Yeah. And it's because of all the, the kickback, you know, under the table money that's being slid to them. Kickback, insider trading. Yeah. If yeah. you allow this to happen, what up, we'll, Nancy? we'll put three yeah. new businesses yeah. in your county, your exactly. district, instead of one. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, just those two things, I think, could fix it all, like, almost immediately, because now you can't enrich. If you only have eight years... And then your your two terms are up, and your lobbyists just flat out aren't allowed to. Be, it, you, I think lobbying has only been legal since the mid '90s. I was trying to look it up, and I couldn't. I couldn't find anything. But prior to that, it would have just been called bribery. I mean, mm-hmm. lobbying yeah. is bribery. Yeah. So if we went back to if you get caught taking a bribe as a as a public official, then now you're it, it's a it's a felony. Yeah. Now now you have to really think about how much do I want that uh, that money to pass this bill or to to slide somebody uh you know the fucking uh 
what were we talking about? Washington State auctioning off the the greenhouse gas credits. Oh, yeah, carbon yeah. credits. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, don't don't tell me for two seconds they're not getting a little kickback on their that three hundred million dollars. So, yeah, worth yeah. Of carbon credits they just sold. Yeah, I I just think corruption is just such a big part and. Like our founding fathers, it seemed like they had so many... They accepted the fact that it was... A yeah, thing. right. It's just like a natural law, like gravity or, you know, it, s- evolution or just certain things we kind of... They knew. They're like, listen, man. People are corruptible. We yeah. Are, we are leaving a fucking king yeah, for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is lost on today's society. Yeah. And if you if you say politicians are corrupt... Yeah. I think most people that don't have their head in their ass are going, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But if you say that to other people, they're like, no way, man. But, but not only they are corrupt, like, they have to become corrupt. Like, the if you have a game, right? If we're playing blackjack or we're playing one of these games, just like a casino, well, if you're playing a game, then there has to be a way to follow the rules. And then there has to be a way to fudge the rules. Mm-hmm. Because well, as soon as rules are established, well, now there's a guideline of what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you there's a way to figure out how to go around what I'm supposed to do, but still win. I mean, what sport hasn't had it? Refs in football, refs in basketball, fighters in boxing. Yeah. I mean, if the rules are given, then you know the format to cheat. But it's always because there's money involved. If if you get money out of politics somehow, yeah, or like just if you could get money out of boxing, there'd That'll be no of, there'd be no cheating in boxing because no be, one would care exactly. Yeah, um, and just like uh, just like an old fashioned poker game, if when you're caught cheating, we just pulled out a derringer and shot you in the chest. Jordan's that, idea, yeah, yeah, that well, be yeah, a pretty effective oh, way to deal with it. Yeah, that trebuchet is really going to come. I was just going to say, we'll <laughs> feed some fucking killer whales. Yeah. On a, <laughs> Yeah. I got this flatbed uh-huh. hauling a trebuchet to this poker game. I mean, it is a lot of equipment to yeah. set up. Marine biologists will be studying the uh, the pod of orca whales out in the Puget Sound. Why are hum- they growing? Yeah. Human eating fucking killer whales. You have to tie uh, fish to them just gonna to, need, uh, for, the, for a first little bit. Yeah. Until they get used to it. Uh, free willing. They won't eat salmon anymore. They only eat crackheads and politicians. Fucking cheaters. Oh, man. All right, so my second one goes a little bit in... Actually, we're we're seeing quite a bit of overlap. There's parallels. I told you there would be. With your uh, People's Army is... I would immediately... I I would issue an executive order to begin research and development on the latest, I guess, design for nuclear power plants. A hundred percent. Because we are struggling for energy right now, and... Modern nuclear power plants are safe, are effective. Um, all of the power plants that we're having issues with are the ones that we built in a hurry in World War II for the sake of making weapons like, uh, oh, God, I'm brain farting. Hanford? Yeah, Han- Hanford yep. is leaking. Yep. But it was built quickly to make Fat and, Man and Little Boy. Enrich, um, enrich plutonium. Yeah, so it, uh. was, it was a rush job. The, the modern plants, they're not rush jobs. They're built correctly, and we have so much landmass in the United States that we can put it away from fault lines, away from coastlines, and we need to, uh, we just need all this energy. And the second thing that I would do to go along with that is start building uh, desalination plants Mm -hmm. on both uh, 
probably not the Gulf of Mexico because the the hurricanes that come through there, but at least on the coast of California because California, all you hear is drought, 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 global warming, global warming, global warming, drought, global warming, drought. So fucking build a, an atomic power plant mm-hmm. and then some desalination plants, and we build pipelines all over the country for oil. Mm-hmm. Build pipelines for fresh water. Start sending that shit into New Mexico and Arizona mm-hmm. and all throughout California to, to support farming, uh, agriculture. And then you can bring a lot of our own agriculture. Like most of our produce comes from Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. So we could have all of our produce coming out of the American Southwest. Um, and that also creates infrastructure jobs, which are skilled trade family wage jobs. Mm-hmm. So now you have you have a, a force of people going to work across the country, building power and that's that's not just it's not just blue collar, it's uh, engineers and physicists and project management and you know project executives. So it's it's the whole gamut of employment and all at like uh, family family wage or above and it creates a bunch of new infrastructure that benefits all the people here. Yeah. Rather than yeah. creating, you know, well, hey, the, we start a new business. That, and the all the way down. Yeah, instead of hearing about how California almond farmers are draining the aqueducts. No, we've, we've got, there's more water than we know what to do with on planet Earth. It just has salt in it. So yeah. let's, let's build, you know, let's make desalination plants, take the salt out of it. Because a nuclear power plant, and the modern nuclear power plants, they, a power plant that I think would run the East Coast, they say, in... 50 years fills a 55 gallon barrel of waste. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost nothing. I think. So you got all the green energy dipshits who are like, oh, we can't, no nukes, no nukes. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, I think, uh, I think you nailed it with modern power plants. I think there's from like three mile. And even, I mean, Fukushima was a little newer, but it was still an older style design. It was also right and on the coast. they built it on it, a fault yeah. line, yeah, in Japan and stuff. But, uh, I mean, built all this... shit in Oklahoma. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But all this stuff we're going through now is, I mean, we're dealing with energy wars. Yes. I mean, th- that's kind of, I mean, so much of this stuff is due to energy wars. And if you look at what current nuclear energy provides and the risk that it has, it's, it's a whole different, I mean, they used to just stick rods in water yeah, and they don't do that anymore for the new ones. And then on that same kind of trajectory, I think physics has been dead for the last 80 years. There, no, not, not since the Manhattan Project has there been really... There's not been a new discovery. We have the Large Hadron Collider, and what are we doing? We're proving theories correct that we thought. That came from, like, the 1950s. Yeah, Pre-Einsteinian stuff. Yeah. So it's like, to me, the physics community is completely in shambles, and I think... Personally, and I'm not a physicist here. Let's wait, get wait, that wait, out wait, there. <laughs> I'm all a, this time we've been talking <laughs> to you, you. You've been fudging your credentials. I just play one on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think, uh, um, yeah, the physics world has been completely in shambles. We haven't had a major breakthrough, and I think you see more people going down the eyes of like uh, string theory or. Um, Wave functions with um, 
oh, what are the computers they want to build? Quantum? Quantum computing. And I, I don't think it's right. I think Einstein had it right saying there is a universal theory of everything. And we can't pull gravity into that. We've pulled strong, we pulled electromagnetism, strong nuclear force, weak nuclear force, but we can't get gravity space-time gravity to fit that theory and i think there needs to be more of a push into the scientific community and breaking down a lot of these walls i think nuclear is a great idea i think it's much cleaner that it's been in the past and we learn from our mistakes i mean well, just like when just, we just r&ding if you know the research and development for the plant that you want to build now leads to the young Innovation. engineer, yeah, I was just going to say the young engineer who has the next innovative idea that comes to fruition fifty years down the road. Yes, so it, it it's a it's a snowball that you want to start rolling down the hill because or and I always get the fission and fusion backwards, but <coughs> is fission fuse? You're putting two things together. Fission, okay, so like fission. on your asshole, you have a fissure, <laughs> right? It's tearing stuff apart. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> no, <laughs> is that real? <laughs> Are we fusing or fission, boys? <laughs> so fission is what we use right now in nuclear plants, and fusion is the one they're trying to, like, they haven't been able to get the plasma ball stable to actually mm. sustain the reaction for longer than, like, a fraction of a, a second. second. yeah. But if we were R&Ding new fission plants, almost certainly that will lead to developments in fusion yes you know what i mean so when you yeah. when you start putting money into these things instead of just pumping money into lockheed martin for more cruise missiles yeah then then that's and, and here's kind of my thought with because if you go against the military industrial complex you're going to get taken out like jfk did yeah um so really all you need to do is sit down with all these you know raytheon lockheed martin boeing l3 and explain to them hey fellas the money is going to go away from smart bombs and it's going into infrastructure. Yeah. So at your heart, a defense company is an engineering company. That's what they, they're engineering new weapons. So now you're, guess what? Tomorrow you're engineering new infrastructure. Yeah. Get sharpen your pencils. Well, like what it didn't just NASA, uh, I mean, going to space in the sixties and stuff, the fifties and the sixties. I mean, just the invention of NASA. <laughs> that was filmed in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> But we I mean, didn't, shout out Tyler. Didn't 19. that technology bring so many more other technologies like transistors, television, cathodes, rays? Uh, yeah, I mean, all of the stuff that we use today and kind of take for granted, so much of it was based off of the exact NASA missions of the 60s. Yeah. You know, so if you have in your dictatorship, I'm going to focus more on these science and technologies. Not only are you going to get better at the one you're investigating, but you're going to get all these other pop-ups, which are industry, which are manufacturing. Which all, all are you're going to allow that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all, of? all of our consumer products came out of military R&D. Yeah, 100%. I like it. Except for possibly the Chilada. No, I, that, that, that absolutely was military. Do you think so? Ah, I thought it was ayahuasca, ibogaine, and then gave, God gave us chilada <laughs> on, like, the fourth day, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, um, 
my uh, well, is it? No, you're number oh, still oh, number two. Oh, okay. I think yeah, you're. It's, it's your number um, two. I, you guys came up with more than two. Uh, sh- no. <laughs> All right. Um, talk slow. <laughs> here we go. We got uh, a <laughs> fifty-six minutes in. Uh, I'll buy us some time. Uh, no. Uh, the it kind of overlaps with some of your guys' stuff, but uh, getting big pharma out of the government. Yes. In all facets. Yes. Um, I, I, I think it's ridiculous the prices that we're paying for, um, you know, life-saving uh, medicines that are, I mean, you know, insulin's ridiculous, right? So all that kind of stuff. Only because they have a control on the market, right? When when you have almost, it's not quite a monopoly, but what? how it's, many, is it three companies it's, probably? That's, it's what it is, right? Yeah. But, I mean, at some point, there, that's that's one reason. But like the the amount of the lobbyists throwing money at politicians that are pharmaceutical companies, it's like, oh yeah, we gotta we gotta get rid of that. And that would be yeah, that'd be one that I would. So nobody's becoming a millionaire off of being a politician. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Uh, not only eliminating corruption, like you said. I mean, look how much money. I mean, geez, watch the fucking news. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. Brought to you yeah. by Pfizer. Yeah, the Super Bowl brought right? to you and by Pfizer. Right, and that's just the TV. That's not the politicians that are making your laws. Yeah. That's just TV showing you things. Now you get going to more and more millions of dollars to political figures oh, that get to figure out your days. Yeah. yeah. And so, one, I think that's a great idea. But two, it's like, let's not forget that these companies exist because they want a profit. It's not like they're like, hey, man, diabetes sucks. Yeah. And we invented this drug and we're, you know, because we're altruistic and we have good hearts, we're going to give it out for free. And it's like, no, they're just a company that's driven fun. off a of profit. They so happen to work in drugs that do save our lives, but at no point does that give them, like, a higher title, a crest. They are not beholden to be better than anyone else. They are just a normal business. And as soon as you think a business is magical, I mean, you've lost track. You've lost perception with reality. I just, I, I feel like in this kind of go, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit, but I, I feel like there's a certain level like that somebody really doesn't need any more money. No. And I, I yeah. don't want to put a cap on uh, well, somebody's there, ability a... to make money, but there there's a there's a point where you're set. Your life's not going to get any. Let's better. not, yeah. you know, and you don't have to worry about the next five generations. Yeah. So let's let's stop that. You know. Yeah. And I and again, I I'm talking to both sides of my mouth because I don't want government to interfere exactly. with exactly yeah these these things, but I see the need for it in some. Some yeah, cases. like what is it? One percent of the world's population has ninety-seven percent of its wealth, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I, but at the same time, I also had this thought about like what is wealth, and I was looking at a picture of Bill Gates, and I was like, Could you? Like, he has I wouldn't a trade. I wouldn't it, trade my life. Would you? Or not my body? It's not. I was just going to say it was the body. body. And I looked and at him, abilities. and I was like, Do you think it feels good to be inside that body? Hell no. And I think about how much I hurt. Yeah. It cannot feel good to be inside his body. Well, that guy's and do never you, done a push-up. He doesn't. Also, hurt. do you think he has close friends? 
Do you think he's on or off Epstein Island? If his close friends are on Epstein blood. Island, he paid for them. You know that, what I mean? Like that baby. Do you, think, do you think he sits down and has actual conversations with a couple no. of buddies? He, he's not Fuck doing no, a podcast like this. So what? Drinking chilada? Yeah. Fuck no. Exactly. <laughs> he ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah. But so like I said, how how wealthy is he? He's got a shitload of money in the bank. He can't possibly he feel good. He he probably gets winded walking up a flight of stairs, um, and he probably doesn't have close friends. So how wealthy is he? Yeah. Well, what's that, you know, the more money, more problems kind of situation. I mean, he's going to have people who want to be around him. There's people who are trying to suck at the teat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to have those people around him constantly that are like, hey, buddy. Yeah. So now you have you know, to, every, everybody you in to, your life is, you a, is a potential leech. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that would be miserable. Yeah. You know, um, but. I, I, again, I, I don't know the correct answer, and I honestly, I didn't, I haven't thought about it enough to really come up with a, a solution to that, but I just know that there's a problem when uh, companies are making money and making law. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Oh, yeah. At this that point, is the, the corporations are yeah. writing the laws. Yeah. And that, I mean? that's where I have that's enough? where I have a, an issue where it's less of the betterment of humanity and, and more of, uh, no, we're going to make a buck. And yeah. we're yeah. going to change the law to do that. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, I've seen it done on, on local level politics. And I'm like, that's, that's genius. And I kind of commend it. But at the same time, it's like, that guy's kind of an ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's an there's a area around here where... Uh, a guy who works for a building company, he gets on the, you know, the committee that is overseeing uh, whatever uh, legalities that are in that area um, for building code. Um, and he changes it from one story to five story. Nobody knows that he's with this building company. He gets, you know, into the, he gets elected in, changes the zoning. And then as soon as that changes, he goes back to his building company, gets the contract, and they built out the whole area Damn. and made a shitload of money. But is that a case of don't hate the player, hate the game? I, I, it is. And that's, that's, that's someone who's gone like, how, got do, how, do, how do I make money in construction? I'm not allowed to build this here. Yeah. How do I get it to where I can? Yeah. And you know that, I mean, so it's 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 like ingenuity oh, it, working inside it, the system. Yeah. yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Part of me is like this fucking guy. Yeah, like it's, it's double edged. He but he got after it and did what he needed to do. So like I I don't I don't hate on him for it, but it's like there's situations like that at huge levels. That's not affecting yeah. the the town that it was in. Like there there are situations like that that affect everybody in the country. Yeah, you know, for the worse. Yeah, and it's like you know what at that point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, sorry. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I ain't got a. Should, should we call a pee break here? Yeah, yeah. we can take All a right. quick pee break. We'll be back. All right, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, who, <laughs> wait, who, what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't know. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> All right. Kozak's looking at his list. Uh, what, what you got? Number three here. Um. All right, so this is one, like I said, it's kind of like I, I feel a couple different ways. This is in the same um, theme here, but 
I could go either way on it. These are just kind of altruistic ideas, I guess. Um, and it has to deal with the idea of the president and what his role is. And I think that the president should be either go the president has one job and either that job well that new job is to fight corruption i don't want our president to be our leader and be like hey guys i'm going to show you the way and we're going to invest in this and we're going to do that and go with this company and pair with this country i want the president to be like a watchdog to be like hey these motherfuckers over in the DOJ are trying to pull one over you. and Or like this oil deal with Saudi Arabia is completely out of control. I, I mean, isn't that kind of what the executive officer is supposed to do? Yes, that's the thing, <laughs> right? So that's what I mean. Like the president should truly be a watchdog. You elect him to be like, Dog the bounty hunter, the big bad law. You know, Hang we got on. the dog. Are we going dog for president? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Are we starting yeah, that yeah, campaign? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I think either the president, and this is so this whole thing just kind of has to deal with what I think the president should do. So either the president is set as like our country's tough guy, you know, to really give checks as to what's happening, to be... To combine an executive figure and, like, almost a journalist together, I think the president should be. Or we keep the president in traditional roles that he's currently in, but anyone can be elected. It's by popular vote. So you get your mail-in ballot or you go to the ballot box and enough people write Elon Musk. Sorry, Elon. You might not want to do this, but this is... Yeah. what the people want of you, and this is what you need to do. So the idea of what a president is... The president then becomes a compulsory position. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Because then that's another way. I mean, look at who's running for president. Well, yeah, we got to see what you know the Democratic Party puts out yeah. as their yeah. contender or the Republican Party. It's and like, neither one of them do people really want. So no, let they all fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Um, it'd be nice if they did that, and it was like you don't you don't get to see this person, hear this person, uh, or know what. Um, it's like that show, Love Is Blind. Vote with your yeah, president. Yeah, and, and yeah, <laughs> and or know what party they're affiliated with, right? Exactly. And yeah. Everybody just has to shut up and listen. And like you, you deal with the radio. Oh yeah, getting know? getting rid of political parties would be a great step forward, so that it's not you can't just tow party lines, and every, everybody yeah. already knows before they even get on stage what they're going to say because yeah. whether they're Democrat or Republican, they're just going to go with the party Narrative. position. Yeah. yeah, and you have no idea if if they even have thoughts of their own, what they are. It would be really refreshing to have candidates who don't have party backing. So yes. they actually have to get up there and talk about what's in their own brain. Yes, new, fresh, real ideas, yeah. not, like you said, towing a party line. Yeah. Abortion's bad. I think this is bad. Yeah. No, give me a fucking new idea and a reason why yeah, it's the, compelling. The reason nobody pays much attention to the debates anymore is because you already know how they're going to answer the questions. 
Well, it's well, not a you debate. Get, you got to answer in, in 30 seconds. Yeah. You get to you get to choose 30 yeah. seconds. Well, and you know what? That that's a great point. Is that the debates should become more long form conversations like, like the, this? Yeah, like yeah. you, yeah, you got to go on Rogan. You want to run for president? Yeah, you got to get Here's through three legit, hours on Rogan. Yeah, yeah, moderator and mod- moderator, yeah. moderator, and yeah. have them have discussions with these people, and you don't get to know. You get to know them by their name. Yeah, and nothing more. Yeah. Or and even if you did have a debate, give me an argument with some teeth. Yeah. Remember when we saw Biden and Trump and you were like, this is going to be it. Yeah. You know, this is going to uh, be awesome. And everything that's, <laughs> yeah, everything that was said was so just bland. Yeah. It's like, I want, give me real substance here. Yeah. Uh, give me teeth. Be vicious. Well, because, yeah, like Jordan said, they only give them 30 seconds to answer. So they just. But even if you gave me bus. 30 seconds and I was heartfelt and honest, yeah. even if I dropped an F bomb in there, but it's like, <laughs> dude, he really emphasized, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Give me some conviction. Give me something to really believe in. But it's like, well, you know, Antifa's bad and jobs are tough. And it's, we're, it's we're just. Make more jobs. Yeah, it's just. Bullshit. The same bullshit the guy before him said that previous four years ago, he's saying. And the guy before him. Give me some real substance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I think think doing that would definitely change the the game. Yeah. Oh, I thought of my third one. I was was having a brain fart earlier. I would uh, remove all public unions. So teachers, uh, city workers, and education is the one that I'm – fiery hot with hotness about yeah um but any any public employee should not be allowed to be unionized because that forces the ta- like we as taxpayers have not chosen to hire union labor yeah. whereas like jordan and i work for a union construction company but our customers have the ability to choose union or non-union contractors if they're unhappy with the contractor we work for they just don't hire us again so we have we have that competition that forces us to actually be good at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at like any public sector union has no competition. And that's, that's again, I think one of the ways we get mired down into the bureaucracy is public employees are impossible to get rid of. You cannot fire a government employee without years and years and years of documentation. Um, and then the promotion also like, Kind of part of that problem is that the people who rise into, I'm making air quotes, leadership positions in the public sector usually aren't leaders. They're just people who figure out how to kind of work the system to their benefit. They file their reports. They make, uh, you know, fewer headaches for their supervisor. And it's like, you know what, let's let's promote this guy because he doesn't cause any problems for me. Yeah. And it's it's just this fucked up system that promotes mediocrity. Yeah, and, it, and it's almost like, I mean, anybody who's gone to the DMV to re- renew their driver's license, you're experiencing the woes of a public sector union and the yeah. lack of competition that they have. Yeah. Well, and so to feel this out, I'll I'll push back a little just because um, due to anyone that's taken U.S. history. Uh, you know, the biggest unions in the United States when unions first started to form were uh, miners and rail, railroad workers, right? And it seemed like a lot of those unions started due to safety concerns. Well, it, was, it was shitty work conditions. Right? And so, exactly. So, But 
I don't feel like what the union represents today. I mean, you got OSHA, WISHA, you got every yeah. health thing. The, the original unions were formed to combat like what was basically human rights violations. Yes. Yeah. So it's like what started as something good, like the union, human rights, and taking care of workers and safe working comp or conditions, has really gotten taken over by politics. I mean, just for example, take the teachers' union and COVID. You know, a, a lot of states were like, hey, let's get kids back in school. Yeah. But the teachers unions are the thing that said, hey, no, we're not going exactly. back. So it's like something that started as a safety apparatus has now become this an amalgamation of power that really has gone way beyond what it started as. Yes. And it used to be that school was for kids, about kids, and the kids were the focus of it. And it kind of seems the last 10 years, like it's no longer about the kids, it's about the teachers. And yeah. the, it's it's all about their working conditions and their schedule, and they don't want to come back to work because they don't... Like, imagine this. You're dedicating your life to the youth of the country because you believe in education, but you're not willing to come back to school, even though you know it's fucking destroying kids to not be able to go to school. Yeah. So fuck you all. It wasn't good leadership example. It's it's yeah, and it's it's at every. It's not just their leadership. It's the actual teachers in the classroom who are resisting going. Who were resisting going back, which shows you that their priority isn't the kids. It's them. Yeah. Well, I remember something you said too, kind of during like. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know if we're talking on a podcast or something, but. You're kind of saying like your favorite type of teacher back in the day was like maybe someone that had been through Vietnam. They well, I, floated around a few jobs. I was then, co I was contrasting my kids' teachers now to my favorite teachers when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. And so the the I mean they're nice people who my children's teacher actually I should say prior to COVID when my kids were going to public school they were nice women, but they were overweight, single cat ladies who their life experience their was hair had some sort of a pastel color in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, cause they, they weren't that edgy, Okay, but, and there's nothing wrong with being like a single cat lady, but your ability to deal with young rowdy boys when that's yeah. your life is pretty limited. And then their, their life experience was grow up in mill Creek, go yeah. to WSU, get a teaching certificate, come back to mill Creek, teach. Whereas, I had all I had like a handful of incredible teachers in high school who were they were pretty rough around the edge men. Yes. Yeah. And like the kind of guys who would drag you out in the parking lot and be like, Listen, you talk to me like that again. Yeah. I'm gonna bring you out here and slap the shit out of you. Yeah. And they were they had like got drafted, went to Vietnam, come home, kicked around, worked in a few auto shops, yeah, got a welding job, decided it was bullshit. Went and went to college and then thought, you know what? Maybe I could make a difference. Got a teaching certificate and didn't start teaching high school till they were like 45. Yeah. And they were, you know what I mean? Kind of mean, kind of, but yeah. at the same time also like they got it. Like buddy. They, exactly. Yeah. They were, they were part buddy, part enforcer. Yeah. And th those were the teachers that you ended up having a ton of respect for and that actually made a difference in your life. And granted, not everybody can be that person, but I just, I, I remember going to one of these Christmas play things, you know, where you got the whole school there and just looking at the faculty when they, at the end, they called the faculty up. And I was like, there's not a single person on that stage right now that's equipped to deal with a rowdy ass 10 year old boy. Yeah. 
not only the 10 year old boy, but I mean, so much of what seems to be happening or spoken upon in schools is diversity. Yeah. And it's like, there's no diversity in that. Like you said, it's a bunch of white diversity that went to WSU (laughs) and now they're going to come tell you about life. Diversity is by some dude saying he's a chick. That's literally, you're literally (laughs) manufacturing (laughs) diversity because it doesn't fucking exist in our community. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my senior year, uh, nine 11 happened. My senior year, and one of our teachers was from Pakistan, and he just had a real as shit conversation to us that day of why there is never going to be peace in the Middle East. It wasn't like, oh, we're working to be better. He's like, listen, man, the world's fucked up, and I'm going to explain to you from growing up in the Middle East why it's that way, and it's like, holy shit, way more respect for someone that's honest or trying to, you know... And that's what it is. It's a diversity of vantage points. It's a diversity of viewpoints through life experience. And that, it, that's, yeah. the, that's the key that it gets lost because so many people don't value diversity in, in viewpoints. Yeah. Right? It's, it's diversity in color. It's diversity in appearance. Yeah, you're right. You're not allowed to have diversity in opinion, though. No. Yeah. No, that, and that's, 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 that's a strong point right Yeah, there. that's part of the, that was going to be one of my dictator things is the, the indoctrination in, in so many schools. It feels like, you know, there are left-leaning ideologies riddled in education at every level. Yeah. So and I and I don't know if that's the kind of people that are going into the career because I know there are some teachers I had that are pretty right leaning and I and I hate even just calling it right or left but like that's that's the fact of the matter and everybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about when I say left leaning teachers versus right leaning teachers or just those ideologies in schools and they're just pounded down everybody's throat and you're yeah. taught that at a at the age that we were talking about Peleliu where kids are at their most vulnerable to. Most impressionable. Impressionables. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, impressionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like uncrustables <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, impressionable. Um, and that that's making a huge difference. So if we could, you know, deal with that, it'd be nice because, yeah, it's, it's diversity in appearance, not opinion. Yeah, And that's right. killing me. Yeah, I remember in school a, a buddy did a book report on, what was Hitler's book? Mein, mein Kampf? Kampf. <laughs> you know, and it's like, do you think, Someone could do that today? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. But it, it was very honest, you know, and it wasn't like he's trying to pick people it's out. Like or I Five mean, stars. Do recommend. This <laughs> 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 fucking kid. Yeah, he was yeah. like, look. Oh, shit. But that's what you want. You want diversity of thoughts and opinion yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also you want the, the fact of the matter is we are not allowed to we do not have the right to not be offended. No. And everybody thinks they have the right to not be offended. And it is tearing our society apart right now. I mean the right to be wait. The, the, you, you do not have the right to not be or to be offended. Or you know well, how am I am how I'm saying that backwards? It's, it's like you have to be in, enraged at everything. No, yeah. I'm saying what I'm saying is you don't have the right for my opinion to matter I, whatever I say, I can say. Yeah. Like, if you get frustrated by it, yeah, walk good. away. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, like, but right now it's like, oh, he can't say that. Hush yeah. him. Yeah. 
Hush him. Well, that's cancel culture and this whole thing. If you're saying speech, we don't find congruent to the ideology or beliefs we're doing. So it's easier to banish you or to silence you than for us to have a real debate and express each other's opinions and thoughts and try and understand each each other better. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had really good conversations with coworkers. And that's, that's, I mean, Tobin said that the other day, I think, and it was like, you know, a job site is one of the last places in the workforce you can go and have an actual conversation with somebody right. that's like somebody who doesn't agree with me at all. And we can have that conversation and be right front forth with our thoughts yeah. and be respectful yeah. But have those thoughts and opinions and say, well, this is what I think about this. And, well, oh, have you thought about it like this? It's like we're working towards something, so we have a goal together that we're already on the same team. Yeah. So we have that going for us, and then we can also, like, use that as a point of, like, hey, we're working towards something together. We're on the same team. It's okay. But I also have these thoughts. What are your thoughts on these? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so interesting to have that. Um, yeah, because that conversation, especially if you're, like, working in the same – you know, kind of tooled up together. Yeah, you're in the that same conversation. Room will flex back and forth from like, "Hey, what measurement do you have on that? Send it over. Uh, okay, I got it." Blah, There's blah, blah. cooperation, and then then you and then you'll you'll flex back and forth from work specific tasks to the conversation that you're having on the side. So the collab the the work specific conversation is collaboration 100 percent of the time, and that that side conversation may be agreement or maybe disagreement, but it remains sort of civil and respectful because the primary purpose that you're in there for is collaboration. Yes. If that makes sense. No, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, but you're, that's, you're welcome. Thank you. These guys <laughs> just helping me out. They, I must sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm the nope. Neanderthal. No. Um, but, uh, we're yeah, all, that's, and we're just here wishing we could grow Chester. Yeah. Look at me. We all have different talents. <laughs> got two Ken dolls sitting next to you, brother. <laughs> uh, Oh, shit. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Was that? That was uh, that was my number three. Do we all do three? My number three was the public unions. Public union and yours. And I also do, like I, I can expand on that too. Like if you look at how oh man, like the last four or five years, the narrative has sort of successfully turned America against the police. It's because the union protects bad officers yes so if you were able to get those officers out before you had some of these incidents like yeah you know the 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 bad shoots or uh you know some of these infamous incidents that end up on uh, youtube or instagram or whatever yeah. a lot of those officers should have been eliminated years before but they're protected by the by the officers union yeah uh this is not a new or fresh idea in our circle but it obviously needs to be said. Uh, one of the dictatorship ideas I would have would be to make sure all police officers are trained and yeah. capable of physically physically capable of pulling uh, a 250 guy or 250 pound guy off of you know somebody who's getting in a fight or it, yeah. it, it, just capable. And police officers and teachers, it should be a higher paying position so that. It, attracts yes. a higher quality individual. Yes. And, and I think, right, I mean, take some of the <coughs> trillions and trillions of dollars we spent uh, fighting the war on terror or donating to Ukraine, and you could easily rate, you know, outside of the Puget Sound, a police officer makes like $40,000 a year. 
to deal with society's shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, yeah, it's not enough it's to unbelievable. do that. So yeah. if, if you raise the pay and made it more on par with, you know, what a successful... What the stakes are. Yeah, ex- ex- yeah perfect way to put it. Yeah. Raise, raise the pay to match the stakes, yeah. and you will attract a higher quality individual, and you'll get higher performance out of them. Yeah? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm honestly, like, after, after your first one about the military service and how there's two different or, you know, mm-hmm. different ways in which to serve because not everybody's necessarily able-bodied, but there's mm-hmm. there's ways to serve. Um, that is what I'm thinking of when I'm, you know, all of this is like, if that was in place and then everything else we're talking about was built off of that, I mean, that would, that would change the world so freaking fast. Yeah, and I, I also think that it wouldn't be or I should say it would be a good idea to take public public employees and just consider them one labor pool. So someone who qualifies as a police officer in their 20s, all right, you, you work as a, as a police officer for eight years, 10 years, you say, okay, you've hit your max time as police officer. Uh, we're transitioning you to teacher or we're transitioning yeah. you to city council. That's or a we're great tra- idea. You know what I mean? So you can only... You, you remain in the, whatever, city of Everett system or Snohomish County system, but you, you can only, you can, you can, you have a max time in any one position. And then yeah. you have to go to another department within that, within that public uh, I just, entity. I just have a little pushback on that because I just hate the thought of telling people what to do. Except it, in that, it, prov- in that it because it's a public entity and because it's taxpayer funded, it keeps anybody from getting too entrenched and too solidified in any one position, and then it it increases the experience level of everybody who's serving the public. Yeah. So your your public officials become more broadly experienced, and someone who is going to become like a city council member or a county commissioner, imagine if they had eight years experience on the street. Now they, now when they're making, or, or they go to the, the, uh, homeless narcotics fucking drug or a homeless task for whatever they call it, homeless industrial complex. that's soaking up (laughs) all the money down in Seattle. Imagine if those people had eight years of beat experience as police officers or as firemen EMT dealing with the overdoses, wading through the needles. You know what I mean? Like, well, imagine if that was a, something that you had to qualify to be a governor. Yeah, no shit. Right. Instead of just pri- private idea. school to private college straight into the governor's office. Yeah. Yeah. Completely unqualified to be a leader of people. Yeah. I think like take it from micro and macro, you know, take it something small as much as say like this gym and like Jordan, you're a great wrestler. So what if Greg's like, well, I want you to lead the wrestling program in this gym for the next year. And then say you do it for the next year and all their kids get pretty good at wrestling. And it's like, Jordan, you've been a great asset. You work well with the kids. You teach them really well. But how about you team up with someone else and we work, I don't know, like half guard. And, well, okay, Jordan did good teaching all these kids wrestling. We're going to teach him a little extra half guard and he's going to help teach these kids half guard, right? And then it's like, well, now we got this guy that's really good at wrestling, and now he's good and good at half guard, and we don't want to lose him, you know? So that same kind of idea of micro taking it here, Mm -hmm. I think that could work fantastic. Like you say, have a cop that works beat for 10 years. Listen, you did great with beat, and now you have all this understanding. 
But let's parallel or let's lateral you into a new position here and keep taking all that experience and that knowledge that you have and apply it to this new area. But also let's keep getting you better at what you do. I mean, like you said, I don't want to tell people what they can or can't do, but if we can foster growth for the system as a whole, I mean, I do, I do get that. And that makes a lot of sense to me. No. And I, I, I completely get it, but, just the only pushback like you know is freedom you know and that's but to what you're saying that's a better idea than exit the public system because you're not yeah you're not mandated to stay a public employee if you want to leave and go do what you want to go do in the private in the private world go do it yeah yeah would you would you say it's a complete um you you are going from a beat cop you did great now we want you to go do work at the planning department mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh just because there's an open space and it's time for you to roll out of here yeah at that point it's kind of like well i mean i guess we'll figure it out yeah. figure it you out know? but then yeah. it also eliminates corruption yeah. if you're a beat cop for 20 years well now you probably have accessibility to bribes to payoffs to knowing corruption yeah. so if you constantly get lateraled around i mean i could see how it could stop yeah that's true that's absolutely Beat it gaming true. the system. It, yeah. it is that uh, term limit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. very good. We're point. solving the world's problems, fellas. <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? I'm trying to think of. You're thinking other, there. What my other one was. I should have wrote them down like you. Um, Mike shows up with posty notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got one more on there, Kozak? I got two more, oh, but Jesus. we can just right. do one. Uh, so my fourth one, uh, no mass commercial farming, small independent farms. I thought you were going to stop it at no masks. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mon- Monsanto needs to be fired into the sound out of the t-shirt cannon. I think, yeah. And then not only that, but it's like... Let's get health and education more into what everyone deals with commonly. We do need like a complete revamp of the education system, and health is a big part of that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, what, 50% of America is obese? Uh, 60. Is 60. it 60? And we're headed toward 80 by 2030, I think. I mean, well, they're also saying that uh, men won't be able to reproduce. Dude. And by like 2040. Suddenly, I avoided my whole twenties. Now I'm sad about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's just it's out of control. I, I mean, say like uh, the latest uh, Lucky Charms are more healthy than eggs. Yeah, shut the fuck. Like, do people actually believe? Somewhere out there is somebody who believes. Yeah, that. because They're just like the green whole. Light, I'm eating Lucky Charms every morning. Just food. Just food has gotten so disconnected to what people understand i mean i think we were talking on one of those podcasts about you know just like if you have grandparents and your grandparents were like oh i knew a farmer here i'd get my produce here i knew a meat guy here just having those simple relations and understanding what a good quality piece of meat that's raised well compared to one that's an animal that's starving or has disease and right. stuff when you, when you bought your meat by the half an animal rather than go get cellophane wrapped yes new york steaks or pork ribs or whatever you actually bought half a cow 
Yes. And then you got everything that came, you know what I mean? You got your shoulder roast and all the, yeah. everything that came with it rather yeah. than walking into the grocery store and selecting the one cut. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is it getting people in connection with their food, where their food comes from, what it takes, what you're putting in your body, but just look at all the sickness that comes out of mass commercial farming, avian flu, swine flu. I mean, we're just told that a cup of bat soup created the coronavirus. <laughs> so it's like, listen, shouldn't we be more involved with the animals, the food, the process, the production? I mean, if you guys are so worried about these massive, uh, um, not famines, but um, outbreaks of disease and stuff... I think since it, yeah, it all comes out of mass produce. It's it, all it comes mass out of farming. Where it's yeah, mass it's produced. all farming, mass commercial farming. We talked about brucellosis. Yeah. You have too many buffalo in one area because all the ki- Indians died out from disease from the white man. Yeah. So okay, so let's just do that same model. Let's take all these animals and shove them into one giant slaughterhouse or ten different giant slaughterhouses through the entire United States instead of giving farming a. Chance for local individuals giving government relief to farmers. I mean, everyone has to eat. It should be the one thing we should all be like, let's take the most care of this of the thing. Shit we eat. Yes. Yeah. Interesting, like, when you think about, like, the happiest and healthiest places that I know of are out on the islands here. Mm-hmm. Where people are having small farms, yeah, and they have small communities, and they're they're. It just seems to me like, and maybe it's just because I spend the day out there and it's driving around. It's like, oh, look at this! It's pretty out here. There's, it's relaxed. Doesn't feel like it's overly crowded. There's a, a farm, and there's a farmers market, and people are trading and buying and all this kind of stuff. And it just it seems like such a happy place and way to be. And it's like if we could make that. The entire country, yeah, yeah. Well, from I, small community farms. The and industrial revolution's only a hundred and twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if we've just sort of fallen in love with mechanical technology and now electronic technology to the point where, again, we because this is the era we live in, we just assume this is the way because it's always been the way in our lifetime. But it's almost like humanity's lost its path a little bit, at least in the United States, where we're just so determined to drive technology into everything, whether it's mechanical, you know, uh, uh, combines and tractors and, like you said, mass Convenience, farming. Convenience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because, like, there's now, uh, it's like, oh, having a coffee pot that does the next newest thing. Yeah. But, like, then you go back and you look at, like, all this high-end fancy equipment that takes forever to make your cup of coffee because it's the right way to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a good yeah. way to do it. Yeah. So, like, people who really get into it are like, yeah. oh, I'm doing this, like, pour-over, like, yeah. crazy stuff, and it takes forever, and it becomes a ceremony for them, and it's a part yeah. of their day and a ritual yeah. that it's like, right. I it's enjoy this because it is what brings me happiness yep. in it product. And if we could do more of that with our life mm-hmm. and get rid of all the – minutia in between yeah. Yeah. and realize that we don't need all of the crap that we think we need because yeah. everybody everybody needs a uh you know a trager yeah. or everybody needs a freaking uh key rig 
Yeah. You know what I mean? To make that coffee. I that's hate what those I was, You know what I mean? But that's like shit. But that's the thing is yeah. like everybody's like, oh, remember they came out and everybody was like, oh, these are so cool. You yeah. know, let's, yep. you know, and it's just like, we don't need all this crap, you know? I think you're nailing it there with um, like people. Uh, I do mean everybody needs a Traeger. <laughs> that was, that was a misspoken. Sorry. They we'll need have, a Traeger we'll, and a lesson have, from we Jordan. We will have a cooking episode because oh, I do, I I do everything in cast iron now. Yeah? Oh, I, yeah. I won't use a grill because all your fat drips down. Yeah. I can't be, I don't want to lose. That's my, that's what I cook the next meal in. I can't. I can't that be, old, that's I the can't ritual, be, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and that's what I was gonna say is that Thursday night Jen works late, and that's my night to cook. And so, the boys I, are stoked. It's cheeseburger night, baby. Dad, <laughs> Dad, that sounds pretty good. Good actually. ass cheeseburgers. But there comes a point where I'm like pulling everything off the stove, and it's on the plates, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy the process of yeah. cooking, of doing yeah. doing Absolutely. something for yourself, and yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that sustain life. Yeah. Huh. yeah you enjoy right. it. Huh? Yeah. Well, fuck. It's a little that bit. That thing our, you yeah. need to live, you enjoy. <laughs> that's, that's so the thing bizarre. Is like people yeah. get, we get, we're, we're so, we have those, the hierarchy thing that you were talking about. Pavlo's. Pavlo's. Pa- Pablo. Pablo's. Pa- Pablo's hierarchy of, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Thank you. Maslow, that guy. <laughs> Pablo. That guy. Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> you know, the artist. He made this whole, this pyramid. He made food, this pyramid over here. pyramid. Uh, yeah. Lucky anyway. charms and eggs. But, uh, you know, once those basic needs are met, you're looking for the next, the next high, the next, yeah. you know, the next drip. Yep. But when you go back to it, going back to those basic things that I was telling you, uh, having a sharp knife, yeah, whew, it oh. makes me so happy. Yeah. It, it makes me more happy than my phone ever will. That Gransforsbrook Brook hatchet that I bought, yeah, is, <laughs> he <laughs> loves that, that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that Gransforsbrook. Yeah. Brooks. I, 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 One so, of the I, oldest. I should start sleeping with it. Just <laughs> yeah. put it in the bed between Jen and I. The the oldest Scandinavian, I think they're made in Sweden, uh, hatchet companies there is. Grand Sports Brooks. Oh, it is. Okay, it's, yeah. it's it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest. Dude, it's yeah. it's amazing. That thing was so sharp when it was new that you literally could have cleaned an animal with it, like taking the hide, just taking the hatchet blade and started skinning hide, just getting that hair off. See, and, it, like, and you can split. It's a hatchet that you can split firewood with. It's pretty small. It's it is a nice, incredible. Yeah. yeah, I I thought that you wanted hatchets, or you know, your boy's axe or whatever. Um. Not razor sharp because the the metal isn't strong enough to hold that edge, so it dulls really quick. But Tyler so you want was like, absolutely not. Uh, well, you don't want it blunt, but there's like a happy medium between. You want a convex edge that's going to have some meat behind some the strength to it. Yeah. Strength to it, but because the Rockwell is a little bit, uh, the durability on them is high because the Rockwell is less. So you're not getting chips and stuff out of them constantly. Yeah. So you want to have it not quite, but I, would Tyler I could say? Be, he was like, no, he wanted to sharp his shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, that's the guy to listen to, the yeah. blacksmith. You know, yeah, I yeah. was over here like, I don't think you want him shaving sharp. And he was like, Jordan's yeah. over here doling axes. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler is just He's chopping steaming. rocks. <laughs> this thing came too sharp. Yeah. Got to hit some rocks with it. Yeah, let me take care of that. Uh, I, but I, I mean, I've had axes that I shave my arm with just to see. It's like, oh, yeah. no, that's shaving sharp, yeah. you know. Um, but. I don't know how we got on this, but yeah, cool, cool old old world tools and ways of doing things 
like it's when it comes to a modern world, it, it, it turns into something where, yeah, it's super satisfying and people really enjoy it. It's not like, oh, I'm just throwing my, uh, my steak in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> oh, you know, God. I mean, at some point, that was probably something that people were like, can you cook a steak in there? Can, can you cook eggs in, the in there? Can yeah. you put all these different things? It's making it so much faster. Look yeah. at how how convenient and easy this is. Yeah. So I have time to go read a magazine about more uh, bullshit that I don't need, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and consume and consume and consume yeah. as opposed to taking your time to cook your coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I, it does kind of seem like the pendulum is swinging back and – Backyard farms are becoming more in vogue and more, and more, or maybe it's just our circle, but more and more people are starting to, you know, put raised beds in their backyards and raise, you know, backyard chickens or goats or whatever and get like hunting is getting crazy popular. Yeah. Um, so it does kind of seem like there's an awareness out there that these things are important and it's, it's, it's knowledge that we need to not lose. Yeah. Well, I also think it's just something that just goes towards basic human happiness. I mean, I think you can honestly say as a human, like there's things you can do that just make you feel better. You have someone you're faithful to and they show love towards you and you show love towards them. It raises you as a human. It makes you happy to be wanted and to want someone and do those things. And I think food is a basic one. And what I kind of think when I start to go down this is, Jordan, you were saying, like, there's nothing more better than a vantage point from a far distance. And I've heard this argument before, too, like when you can see things. And if you look at paintings, if people do oil paintings, there is one particular type of painting that always intrigues everybody. And what it is is you're you have a high vantage point, you have a water source, and you see animals. No matter who you are as a person, when you show people different paintings and you have one that fits all of those or a picture that fits all of those, you'll get more people liking them because it hits a certain human reward mechanism. Something that you're supposed to see is water, land, and food. And I think something as basic as farming has all of those in it. So if you can take something so rewarding just in a picture and put it in a person's daily life, if you make farming and animals and the substance you eat more accessible to people, I think it has to be a more rewarding or a more enlightening or a more just it's a better way. There are better ways to live. I mean, you want to do crack all day or you want to read books and do bicep curls. One of those will probably make you feel better than the other. Well, and one, so, will, one will make you feel better right now. One, the other will make you feel better two hours life, from now. Yeah. 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 That's like the, you know, the harder, harder things are fun. Yeah. The harder the thing, the funner it is. Like anybody can go get on a roller coaster and instantly feel that gratification. Yeah. Yeah. But a roller coaster isn't fun. But I think in there, 10 years. There is some, there's something up. about farming though in our DNA. Yes. That act oh, of doing without it question. has something in it that is good for us. Yeah. So to be on Putting a you, smaller same, more same hunting. Yeah, yeah. So so being on a smaller more ascertainable level there has to be something better for every human for smaller farming. Putting your hand in dirt. Yes. Feels good. 
Yes. That look, any, like this? Exactly like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, this guy. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. That's the why this shocker. is not on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Good gravy. <laughs> Two in the... Because yeah. corn crops are ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we don't have video. Oh, good gravy. Oh, uh, shit. It's a family show. Yeah. Um, Tell your kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't know. Now. I fucked that yeah. up. I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I I get on these flows so easy. Oh, God damn. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I just know that uh, there's something like the first, the first oh, hands and dirt, hands and dirt, and you put a kid down, and like the first thing they're doing is grabbing dirt oh, and yeah, being it, like, oh, there's something also, about it. You look, know? look at the happiest yeah. kids. The happiest kids are filthy. Yeah. Whereas you get the helicopter mom who's got the Purell wipes and the hand sanitizer, and no, 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 don't touch that, don't touch that. Those kids end up neurotic and kind of like messed up fucked in the head yeah whereas if you just let your kid go play in the dirt and roll around in it and get filthy and eat it and yeah they, oh. they end up happy i was a dirtball kid have you guys ever seen me <laughs> upset Wait, you i'm a product of my environment yeah. i'm a happy dirtball kid <laughs> yeah yeah i was raised by a high bolt wire so <laughs> you know yeah. all right starting to make checking sense. out yeah Starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You can hear it rain. Yeah, that is a weird yeah. thing. Dude, yeah. I saw I saw a goose flying down once. Oh no! Sure. Well, it wasn't the high volt ones or you know the big yeah. telephone wire, but yeah, on the street, and he blew. Oh, it was, it was he crazy. Blew up? Yeah, so I was playing in this crack house and <laughs> <laughs> throwing rocks to the window like you do. Yeah. Um, there it was this weird little. You know, this house in the middle of this field, they had a bunch of acreage, but over the top of it was just the, you know, it was the pipeline, basically. Yep. So, all of a sudden, I'm back there throwing, and I knew I, I shouldn't be back here doing this, but I'm a kid, and there's windows to be broke, so I'm breaking yeah. them. And uh, then all of a sudden, an explosion happens, and my dad's buddy was over there, and he saw me go back over there, and it oh, was yeah. at some, it was, it was a condemned house, because... All kinds of weird shit. So I'm back there doing this, and I come tearing off, running back behind this house. And it's like a hundred-yard driveway, right? And I'm running around from the back of the house through this big field to, like, just like, oh, my God, something blew up, and it's going to all go. And uh, my dad's buddy comes running running towards me, and then he sees me, and he's like, okay, and kind of walks over. And then we look down the street, and there's a goose smoking. And I, I went and picked it up and you could see through from underneath its wing to, or from its like ass to underneath its wing. And there was a hole because it had blown up in the power lines. Yeah. Wild. Damn, dude. Good times. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. We're, we were telling owl stories on one of the last episodes. <laughs> I guess that's true, huh? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, my, my fourth one would be um, if you are not a U.S. company or U.S. citizen, you do not own U.S. land. Oh, absolutely. That's a big one. That's a good one. Um, I give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and yeah. So that with within that uh, comes, you know, more stewardship to um, public lands 
and keeping public lands open. Also helps keep the price of housing lower. And ke- yeah, that keeps keeps everything lower. Because right now, and I'm not sure how many people are savvy to this, but uh, BlackRock, the holding company, yeah. is buying up residential property like crazy, and so are uh, Chinese investors. And that's one of the big reasons why housing prices on the West Coast are going so out of control. Is yes. And I look at, like, you know, we work with new journeymen who are in their late 20s and they make $120,000 a year and they can't afford to buy a house because the prices around here are just fucking insane. If I didn't buy my house when I did, I wouldn't be living up here with you guys. Yeah, and so if if you guys look at what the downstream effect of that is of of a company like BlackRock just buying up residential property after residential property because then it's going to turn into rental properties at some point, all that's left is rental property, and that's one of those paths to independent wealth for the middle class is being able to own that little patch of property and, and let it sort of uh, uh, increase over the years. Yeah. And there, that, that is something that's being taken away from, like, my kids' generation to where the only thing that will be left is I'll be passing my house down to one of them, well, and, and that will become the generational wealth. Well, they're they're trying to do away with that right now, too. Are they really? Yeah, because they they did away with, was it a step up in value or something like that? So uh, you you bought your house at $100,000. Mm-hmm. By the time you pass it down to your kid, it's worth a million dollars. Yeah. At It used to be where you would have to, and this is, I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh you would have to, you'd pay, give your kid the house, it's worth a million dollars. Say they sell it for, they don't keep it, they sell it. Okay. It's a million one they sell it for. Yeah. They would have to pay tax on the hundred thousand above what they got, when they got it to when they sold it, they would have to pay the tax on that hundred thousand dollars. Oh, shit. That's what it used to be. Yeah. They did away with that now. Oh, so they owe tax on the whole. You owe tax on, from when it. you bought it. When yeah. it was a hundred thousand dollars, so you owe a million dollars in taxes, and I believe you need to pay that before you can take possession of the house. Agreed. So now you have to sell the house because yeah. who's got BlackRock? You know, BlackRock Black can afford forty percent tax yeah. on that. Nobody's got four hundred thousand dollars. You can just yeah. here you go. Yeah. A- after my dad died, it took my mom. I think it took two years to pay all the taxes that they sent, all the fees for my dad dying. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. yep. Well, even just like one last tax yeah. before one, you one go. One last fuck you. Jordan, you're the youngest here. Tobin and I are both 11 And how many people our age do you know that actually own a house? I mean, not like I full on. I mean, I have to pay my bank I'm paying and in stuff. a mortgage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's like, it is Far more rare that you see someone in our age group that actually has a mortgage mm-hmm. than people renting. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, that it keeps me up at night. Yeah, because it should because it's like one little bobble, and it's like you you're you're done. Dude. I'm fucked. Yeah, you're done. You 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 are now a renter forever. Yeah, yeah. And renting, I mean. $2,000 isn't uncommon in this area for oh, dude, a uh, two-bedroom apartment. You're looking at, like, you're looking at yeah, a, a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. 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 A studio want, apartment is $1,400. If you want to rent a house, 2800 bucks. I was going to say yeah. 3000 Yeah. You know, 
Um, yeah. And it's 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 super scary to think like if work goes bad. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm out of that, and I got to figure out a way to cover that mortgage. Um, but you know, there's obviously you got to be creative, and you got to be you can't think about it and go, oh well, lose me. You got to get get after you gotta it. Got to make it work, and then yeah. you know, because people do. But it's harder and harder for just the average person to own. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the prices are so high. It's you know, yeah. and that's why you're seeing people live. You know, young kids in their early to mid twenties living with. Their parents. 20s? How about 30s? Oh, yeah. 40s? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... well, But all at the same time, that's how how a lot of people moving into this country do it. I mean, that's how it's been forever in most countries, yeah. yeah. they do a good job with it. You know, it's it's multi-generational households that are making it work, and they buy that house off. But the American... turn around and go buy another one. But the American dream was not to be a multi-generational house. It was that every person could have the ability, which you still do, but it seems harder and harder, to be a, just a normal person and have a living wage for a family, for a house, for all this stuff. Well, 20 years ago... The dream has been pushed. What the American dream, I feel like, used to be is now pushed way back further. Yeah, I read somewhere a meme that kind of struck me where it was like, remember the 80s when it was completely plausible that your dad could sell VCRs for a living and own his own house? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, you're going to work at Best Buy and have a fucking house? Good luck. Nope. Yeah, you better be the manager and have a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... 20 years ago, a $400,000 house was on the lake here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what you were looking at. If you A $400,000 house? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's, tw- that's 20 yeah. years now ago. Now it's a quadrant home. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. My, I looked out here because of the, the property where we run the, the training Northwest classes. I've been watching for places out uh, this direction. And, like, two acres for, un- if, if I think I set my price limit at, like, 600000 and to get two acres under six hundred thousand, you're looking at like a borderline not fit for human habitation single wide trailer. Yeah, just squalor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a scrape off, and you're gonna have to start anew. Yeah, and there's additional costs because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you got to dispose of the trailer. Yeah, it'd it's be probably easier <laughs> if you could buy the land. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. you can't. Now you got uh, you're stuck with a you know yeah. dealing with that. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 so out of hand, and so yeah. Dictatorship, you ain't gonna buy here. Yeah. No more BlackRock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. No more Chinese investments yeah. and no more BlackRock buying up uh, residential property. I agree with that one wholeheartedly. Yep. Uh, and then also, like, just as far as land goes, uh, yeah, just not selling it off to cause big swaths of land, farmland, all of it. You know, yeah. we're 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 making our our wild land areas smaller and smaller yeah. and creating more and more access via road. Yeah. And I, I, I think there should also be something along the lines of if you're a giant tech company, you can't buy farmland. Like, sorry, you're not in that yeah. business like Bill Gates or whoever you you're in the business of computer software. Yeah. yeah so you don't, you're, you're not buying farmland because that's not what you do. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to own farmland, go ahead. Yeah. Get 20 acres and work and it. go work it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. don't do it for the next investment to. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, that's legit. Mm. 
Are yeah. we on our last one? I think we're on our last one. I've, yeah. I've got one that I'll save till the end. Um, Let's take one quick break because it sounds like everyone's on their last one. Yeah. Okay. One quick break, and we'll come here and we'll dazzle the fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Dazzle, uh, maybe Mike. not. Well, razzle dazzle, yeah. boys. We, we, thought, we thought Mike threw out his best one on the first one. He's gonna, no, he's like, he's like. Oh, dude, I'm going to turn heads on this lot. People are going to hate me. I know it. He's Wait. looking at me. He's like, yeah, let's gather our thoughts, Jordan. Let's go gather our thoughts. All right. All right. All right. All right. We'll be back. Right back. And we are back. What do you got, Kozak? So this is number five then, I guess, right? Everyone did four. I got, I got a did. doozy as the final. Ah, oh, man. This is where people are going to give me hate. Um, I think that there should be a one-world government. God Get the fuck it. out. Yes, right? Are you right? fucking serious? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. This is literally like the opposition of my life is against yeah. this fucking shit. Uh, but we're going to change it, right? Because I'm Mike Zedong, right? Throw, throw, an, <laughs> throw a beer at him. Yeah. yeah, if I had any, I would. Um, no, so I'm going to run a one-world government, but... To be fair, if, if I were in charge, I'd be fine with a one-world government. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, but I want to throw it to the people. I want to take the invention of the internet and kind of make that the voice of the people. Um, I feel that part of the reason we're in the situation we are now is due to the ability to information. And so if you think about it, like when our country was do you, do you mean availability is that what you're talking availability of information or ability of information the ability oh, of okay. information just to communicate with people is just the main thing Got it. Okay. if you think about when our country was founded um wh- what was the mail carrier wells fargo wells fargo wells fargo wells, was the stagecoach stagecoach right yeah. right so okay so think of that so wells fargo back in the day was an armored stagecoach with a couple drunks, probably with rifles and guns. Shotgun. Coach shotgun. I, yeah, got, one yeah, my, yeah. I got one in my safe. Yeah. Oh, it's red. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the, but what are they saying? They're like, hey, man, if you give us a certain amount of money and this thing is important enough. I'm going to let you have shotgun, but only because I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it's important enough, we will get this to where you want it with we don't take breaks, right? Wasn't that part of Wells Fargo is we pretty much just run our horses. Well, that's Pony Express. Was that Pony Express? Pony, yeah, they would trade off horses like every 14 miles or something like that so they could just keep going at a dead run. Yes. Okay, so exactly. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm confused. So they weren't pulling wagons. Not pulling wagons, but what they were trying to do was get a message relayed. Right, they're trying to get a message yeah. from point A to point B at the fastest amount of time. And back in the day, what was it? Man, but, think okay. Buy a pigeon. Think about how. Think yes, of, yes. Buy a pigeon. That yeah. used to be the fastest way. But what does it matter? Like we just talked about that book last week about war, and we were saying a big thing that changed war 
from Calvary and those type of things was being able to have people relay information, send coordinates for bombing, send tanks to go to this place, send planes to go to this place. So if you think about that same thing and how that the exchange of information works so well for a functioning army, why would that have no difference for a functioning government, for a functioning group of people? The more I can communicate to you guys about what's happening, the better we're going to work, right? Yes. So we've kind of hit a period in time where we have instant ability to communicate. You could be in Pennsylvania, and I could be here in Lake Stevens, and I can send you a text, and within seconds, you know exactly what I text you, what I'm thinking, or what I'm calling. Yeah, what my dick looks like. I was just going to say. <laughs> There's a weird uh, blemish. Go to add enlightened Neanderthals <laughs> on Instagram, please. So in that same thing, it's like, so we've reached this weird point in time where everyone has the ability to say, and we're supposed to be a democracy in this country, right? Technically, we're a democratic republic where we elect officials, but we do that because think about back in the day. Say you had some weird bill come up in oh, your state. I see where you're going with this. Yes. Yeah, keep going. Okay. So say you have some weird bill come up in your state and you want to just, you want to let the people know what's in this bill, right? Well, what does that take back in the day? Well, I'm going to have to get a stagecoach. I'm going to have to start a campaign. I'm going to have to start. I'm going to have to outrun some Indians. Yes. <laughs> and that, those are the exact same things that happen today. We have all this mass communication. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go through the sunbelt, yeah. and I'm going to start talking to the elderly yeah. and this group and that group. So in that spirit, it's like, okay, so everything comes back to the people. I think we said a long time ago that the government is supposed to represent the people. And what are the people? The voice, right? So now we've come to this weird time and point in technology where everyone can almost communicate with each other instantly. And we take it, we use it in all our institutions. We use online for banking. We use online for everything. But voting, you have to use a pen and I have to match signatures or you have to go to this physical ballot box, right? So all of this is based to me off of representation, like, I want to be represented off of what I say. What's your vote on this? Represent yourself. I say yay. I say nay. But what are you doing? You're representing yourself. We've come to a time and point in technology where everyone can represent themselves. So why aren't the people representing themselves as a government? Why can you not have a one world government where the government is the people talking? We have the ability, Phil. I mean, you have fucking... Where, Reddit, where, where people upvote or downvote what is a good idea. Yeah. Isn't that yes. cream rises to a the top? Actual the thickest? representatives and senators could be obsolete. You can make them obsolete by allowing people to have a direct vote through yes. device, through internet, the internet of things. And I think that's part of why social media is scary. Why things become fire. Greg's fucking video caught on fire overnight, right? 
because he had a real message that people connected and said, this is good or this is bad. So if you could put that in the guise of voting or creating legislation, why can't the people with the best ideas that get voted upon go to the top? Or just the best, just like you said, like Reddit. Why can't the best ideas just end up at the top of the forum? Yes. And we don't we don't need a representative to vote for us anymore because your electronic device has a unique ID. Yes. And so you got your IP and address. And the reality then would be like yes, you might lose your your iPhone or it might get stolen, but your vote comes from your device or through your IP address which is unique to your house yes. or to your service. And that's your, like it just goes into a giant pool of votes. Yeah. And that becomes true democracy. Because instead of electoral college or, like we said, representatives that can then become, you vote for them, but then they get corrupted the next day. Yes. Now you're stuck with them for four years. You might be onto something with that, that the reason this information is so scary to the legacy system is that they're starting to see how they could possibly become completely obsolete to the system. Yes, it represents instant emotion, instant representation of an individual what we think of as just communication is it's it's you it's what you want your ideas just like this we're talking bullshit but these ideas are getting floated out there due to this you could literally have a real-time worldwide vote now yes you would yes yes you could see the results in real time you guys don't watch dancing with the stars (laughs) <laughs> I know you're right. No, you're right. Is, is that not what's happening? Like, don't they? Yeah, don't, you're right. Don't yeah. they do shit like that's that? That's exactly what they. do But that's what it is. I mean, didn't America vote for who their favorite star uh, dancing their is? Favorite oh. idol? I have no clue. Yeah. I just I don't watch that. That, that is a wild thought. You could literally have a worldwide vote on one subject and watch the results in real time. And yet, how the fuck are we using the system that we are? Yeah, but I mean, at some point, and this is this is where I, you know. <sighs> We're in the weeds. Come on, Drew. I just, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. don't, I don't. You're welcome, know podcast th- America. Yeah. I don't know that you would want to have something like that because it's so fragile, right? Is it not? I, I, I don't know enough about computers to know how I could have. Well, I'm not saying everybody's. I'm not saying it's the best system. I'm just saying that if yeah, you, but it's po- it's possible right now today. That oh, absolutely. And we, I could send but, a mass. Yeah, but text it's fragile. To, but so is your bank account. You you have the probably world shittiest, just like me, password, which is a suitcase you use the same, number the same and your first for pet. Every fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every we single all account do. in your life. Yeah. And that's what your lifeline, what how you live is based on your money. Money is life, right? I mean. Resources. Yes, it's and life. As, as Stan would say, uh, not resources, but resourcefulness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. But, I mean, that's what it is, and you trust it so much that you expect all the numbers to be the same and everything, and you give all of this, you put all your faith into this one thing. Mm -hmm. But what if your faith was put into something much, not higher, but in the same aspect? We should treat it as something that should be respected, like banking or anything. It's your vote. It's your representation as a human being in the United States. I think we in the United States are based on, like, Christian values. 
Yeah, we're right? Judeo-Christian, yeah. Right? So we have those Judeo-Christian values that is the basis of our society. And what I believe is that beef is good. Yeah. Yes. But yes, when, Jordan. When you go to India and they go, beef is not good, you guys can't have it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be problems. And I'm just saying, obviously, with different things, right? But, like, if the whole world that we come from, so women shouldn't work. Women shouldn't, you know, go out in public without their, their burkas, burkas on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so there's, there's mindsets that are different from ours, and we're in different places. So for me to feel like I know what's going on over there, I don't, I don't want the world to be the same. Yeah. I want to be able to travel and have different flavors when I move around the country even. And it's kind of like we were talking about styles are getting mixed together. Guys aren't dressing different than they are on the West Coast and they are the East Coast like they were in the early 90s. Yeah. Right? You could go to a different town and you'd see a different flavor of people. And it was just like this is happening in this local area. And the Internet is also making it to where all those little pockets are getting washed away. Right, so what's cool is whatever fucking Kanye West puts out, and mm-hmm. it's not what's cool in that area because some kid had some style and he did this or that, or like this kind of rap came from this area, or this kind of grunge rock came from this kind of area, and it, it changes the flavor. So like we're that kind of thing is going away, and if we did it on a world scale, it all becomes homogenous. Then it all, yeah, yeah, then it all ends. Yeah, up. it's true. Culture is interesting, and if you lose that, but I don't know that a one world. Here's Mike, what else Mike, Mike Tatership would um, Mike Zedong Ma- Mike Zedong <laughs> yeah. I More like Dick that. than Tater yeah. <laughs> That's not what I've heard yeah, Thank you <laughs> Oh shit uh, But to push back Okay so no that's a very valid argument And I would say to push back on that yeah, How do you maintain culture with a one world government Yeah but governments never created culture The people but, no, uh, you right. a government. No, a government can restrict your culture and say certain things like, "I think this it's, is taboo." How much art do you is see culture, coming out of the USSR? Yeah, not a lot. But is culture created? No, but by you the do. You do. You right? see poets and you see people that aren't allowed to create paintings, but they create words, words and they create doctrine and they create stories about that repression. Every repression is going to have a form of art, and the people are what create the art. You show me one piece of art the government, besides Hunter Biden's son, has painted. (laughs) Show me one fucking piece of art, but it is the people. Well, the government creates nothing that anybody wants. You know what I mean? Or very, I should say, ostensibly, or theoretically, they should create something that we want, but they create very little that we want and very little that we need. They create... Do you, do you want... When you say one... Okay, maybe this is just what I'm thinking. When you yeah. say one world government, does that mean like one world, we are the world, I can travel wherever I want, however I want, whenever yes. I want, but I am not going to be able to have a gun if people in the of the world say I shouldn't? I mean, I think just like everything, you're going to have to restrict... You, you, you have know, to have local districts. Yeah, you're going to have to counties. accept boundaries and what yeah. certain people think. Hell, but you in my get view, all the way down to 15 minute cities, the way you guys there, are talking. There's also a <laughs> but there, here's there's this. a command and control issue because even though you have communication from Afghanistan to Seattle instantaneously, you don't have command and control. 
and that requires human presence. Yes. And I don't even think you could do that with like a, a robot that's got a video camera and a microphone on it. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're not yeah, going to destroy yes, cities. There's the, still going to well, be. No, no, but I mean, to actually, if you actually wanted to have a one world government and do it successfully, you have to have a command presence everywhere. Right, and that that doesn't come bit. that doesn't come from distribution of information over a smartphone. That comes from having effective leadership on the ground in those in those or effective citizens that your people can step in. But those citizens, someone will rise to become yes. the sheriff of you know what I mean, the county sheriff. Or, I mean, you'll still have sheriffs and stuff, but it's like to me, it's like okay, we are so close to getting off this planet. Like honestly. Look I'm, at what, I'm calling Tyler. No, but look at what we are and give us another 2,000 years. I mean, honestly, what we've done in the last 150 years yeah. is miraculous yeah. by any accounts. You take any time frame where human beings, homo sapiens, bipedal hominids have been upright and doing stuff. It's pretty amazing. And we are on this precipice. Like I said, Physics has been deadlit for the last 80 years, but we learned electromagnetism, nuclear bonds. Uh, we're dealing with time, space, and gravity. We are so close to this precipice. And if we want to keep being better, we have to accept what we can physically do. We can't shame ourselves for being smart or enlightened or doing things. And if we want this to really be altruistic and go further, the earth is not a bunch of tribes. The earth is a group of human beings that has a chance in these cosmos to become more than we've ever been. So if you guys really want to do this stuff, I think it's like, listen, man. That's why Star Trek's right. <laughs> stop laughing because Mike's going deep, and I'm looking at Jordan, thinking like, "Who's got to follow this?" And Jordan's eyes are like, <laughs> "All right, all right." Listen, America. Yeah. We gave him marijuana at break, and you are fucking welcome. You have one more. Take it later. away, Kozak. <laughs> but that's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to be great. You don't think there's. And you have to let your, you can't be repressed. You have to have the people doing it. You don't think a little friction makes fire, you know? Absolutely like, it, it, so it does. You, so you, but at, that's part of the battle. what point is the competition, you know? Like our enemies, you mean competition? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we get up in the morning to try and. We do have all these electronics out of an arms race. I think so. It's innovation, the most valuable thing. And, yeah. and your what, lives. they say the first thing all civilizations learn to build is weapons. But that's a human thing. I mean, you already know oh, how yeah. to fight. I mean, you know how to, like, get away from me, scratch, yeah. bite, those things. So those are inherent things. But you also know how not to fight. I mean, you could see a grizzly bear in the woods and be like, oh, he's a threat. I'm going to run up and kick him in the shin and try and fuck him <laughs> up. But you also have the wherewithal to be like, hey, maybe this fight I should avoid and get my weapons stronger or my group stronger. Yeah, but we would, I mean, at that point, like, I just had so much pride in, like, teams. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's what... It, it, That's an important part of the human experience is that small team Yeah, and, and experience. It, it makes... 
It's intimate. It, it is. It is. And, like, I feel very special. And this is, you know, whatever. I feel, I feel very special to be one of the lucky people born in this country. Yeah. With all the crazy shit we got going on, I feel incredibly lucky. So, and I don't want to keep that experience from anybody. And obviously, if you want to leave your country and come here, like, absolutely. Yeah. Right? And there's ways and avenues to do that. Oh, but no, it's, it's it's the most American thing you can do is to immigrate legally. Oh, yeah. And go to work for yeah, yourself. Yeah, we're all immigrants. That's, that's, that is what it's yeah, supposed to be. And it's, yeah, so with that, it's it just, it seems to me like if I was of like, oh, just the world and all of the world, like I'm representing District 12, you know, it's like that's what you would have to do, right? You're representing District 12, but you're just, you're a person, you're a human. Like, okay, once again, macro, micro. Take the gym, you know? If you were, if this gym is growing, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, we have this idea or philosophy or we want people to train a certain way, come to this gym, and this gym is growing. And the more like-minded people we get here, the more it helps our cause. The more we're like, hey, we might get some shitty motherfuckers in here and that's going to screw everything up. Yes, that is a possibility, absolutely. But we have to think that our spirit of being better outweighs the negative people that might try and interfere from what our mission statement is. This is bigger than all of us. If we, And that's what government is. We could just be tilling fields and small hunter-gatherer farmers, but we decided to create skyscrapers. We decided to create rocket ships, and we can't turn back. If we do turn back, fine, we do. But now we have to accept we're living in a stone age of from where we were. And for us, for humans, that bugs us. We know we can be better. I love those knives, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's that hatchet. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, in an altruist, like, like super virtuous world where one person could make that happen and everybody could get on the same page and everybody could just say, hey, what can we do for everybody's life to be at this, this level minimum? Yeah. Everybody needs to be here and we will get you there regardless. Yeah. That, that, you know, if that was the way the world was and we just had, you know, there wouldn't need to be people working necessarily. If you didn't want to work, you wouldn't have to work. You still need, but you need things. Well, you do need things. But so the, everyone, it's competition but you that have makes to, that, you have but to it, contribute. You still have to contribute. It's not like you can yeah. be a piece of shit. But yeah. what? What about if you're the not contributing that are? to society? You go in the t-shirt cannon and feed the orcas. Where yeah. do you put the people who don't want to do anything? I mean, in, they're in gonna, the t-shirt cannon. But that's what the bums are. Those yeah. are the people in our society currently that don't want to do anything. And once again, you're gonna have those problems. Problems are never gonna go away. You're always gonna have highly competitive-driven oh, okay. people. Rome must have had bums. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think that's, a bunch of them wrote, wrote plays and stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, do you think they had people like living on the streets who were just begging for handouts? Yeah. First of all, there's Absolutely. olives and bread everywhere. The weather's pretty good. The aqueducts are bringing yeah. water in. <laughs> Sandal weather every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did the Birkenstock come from? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I just. And this, I mean, it's got a lot it's, of holes in it. This has a lot of problems, but this is an idea I float around a lot and I think about. 
is your thought to like, okay, we will all band together as a, as a globe and we will travel space. We I think it has to happen that way that we, I mean, we're outgrowing this earth. I mean, it's just going to happen with how competitive and scientific we are. Yeah, there, there's people who it's think like, that if that's an my alien planet. race were to come to this planet, you would see all humans immediately banned. Like, we, just, just like the United States was on September 12th, the entire world would become like that the day after there was an alien invasion. Yeah. Reagan gave it in a speech. Was that, okay, that, yeah, came that was Reagan, yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's that's absolutely true because now everybody just put on their different jersey. Yeah. I'm an American. I but I have I have school pride from my high school, yeah. right? I have school pride from my college. He still wears his Leatherman's jacket or, all uh, the time. Leatherman's jacket to work. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> but that's it but, though. Like but it has to go bigger and bigger and bigger. But, but the you, aliens come and would rally the earthlings, yeah. right? Yeah. So you always have to think, well if something changed like I was saying a but while that, ago about disruptive technologies, if something came and it changed your whole viewpoint, like aliens coming, you'd have to be like, well, now I'm team people. But what, what's keeping us from team people? What's keeping us from being being controlled by somebody at the top? Or are you saying it would just be the internet? Oh, That's a, why it's, a, it's the people. It's just yeah. the It's internet. not elected officials. If everything was a vote, and this is where it gets weird too, because it's like, okay, say you're a true democracy. Well, what if 51% of the population was like, well, pff, slavery kind of sounds nice. I got someone to clean my house and <laughs> yeah. do yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, so like how does that lead into things like that where like what if it's an, actually not a good thing? So then you think about, okay, so what are things like your Bill of Rights, your Constitution, what isn't allowed? I've heard the Bill of Rights described as it's not what you're allowed to do, it's what you're not allowed to do in certain ways. So do you write a doctrine and say this is what you follow, right? No matter what in the world, you can't repress certain people or for this or for that. I don't know. I I, I fuck around with these ideas just... Mental masturbation, as I like to <laughs> yeah. say, but... It would be an interesting exercise to write our own Bill of Rights. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, it's... I like the thought of it. Yeah. If nobody was at the top and there was no group of people that were keeping up the internet or organizing these things or there was no line of so there will always be key masters like the guy yeah. who the guy who keeps the tally of the vote or runs yeah. you know what i mean yeah. the site administrator the last yeah. person on the end of the line is the person yeah. that's yeah. that's going to be doing it yeah right? so that just you know we're going to have to kill that mike <laughs> <Yeah>. dictator <laughs> mike zangdong yeah mike zangdong <laughs> is getting it uh yeah, I mean, I just, I I like the idea. It's it relaxes me. It feels good to go. <sighs> what if everybody just wanted to take care of each other? Yeah, because we have the ability to. Yeah, but that's just trusting. So I would almost so then you can make the art like the complete counter argument that. Only small level government is available, like tribe level. Yes. To where then everybody just has to be 
responsible and um, God damn it, what's the word I'm looking for? Accountable mm-hmm. to the people in their close circle, mm-hmm. and that's because I think that's more where accountability comes from is not wanting to be in a position of shame with your the people who are in your inner circle. Yeah. So this is this is I mean that the the Christian values right. So I. I imagine, and this is comes from nowhere. I just I'm, think about this stuff. Yeah. Um, back in the day, there were tribes, right? Before before there was a group of of Neanderthals or or you know humans or whatever, and they would kind of roam around and find like food and whatever they could. But then they'd bump into other tribes sooner or later, and all of a sudden it's like, who the fuck are these people? Now we got to fight. So now you have inner wars between these tribes and then they find another tribe and kind of same thing happens. Like, oh, we kind of like these ones more. And, da, da, da. and then all of a sudden somebody came up with religion or religion was, you know, wherever it came from. Yeah. And it swooped over all these different tribes. Yeah. And it was the value yeah. of how you act and how you can behave within the tribe. But we're going to do it on a broader scale. So we, you don't kill people, you don't do these, you know, this yeah. or that, or you don't murder people, rather. Like, you don't, there's there's a set. Like the Ten Commandments is the, the what this group is and, following. And yeah, now, yeah, now we're 100%. All, now we're all in there and we're following these these things. So now it's safe to travel throughout these tribes. Now you can kind of like, if long as long as you bought into that, if you don't buy into it, well, now we got a problem. Yeah. And how do we make sure that we don't have a problem? Well, we either kill those people or we just say, hey, I guess we disagree and walk away. Well, that ain't going to happen, right? And so when that stuff was happening, that, whoa, um, that ain't happening. So then after all that, they were like, well, we got to make cities. We got to make a government to support. The yeah. fact that like well, these guys don't want to follow you guys, these values. You guys are hitting on like a pretty deep concept, which is that large level leadership is a top down affair, whereas the morality that the rules of society are built on are a bottom up affair, where you your 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 conduct day to day comes more from your kind of moral obligations to the people in your tight circle, whereas mm-hmm. governance comes from like a top down sort yes. of uh, um, perspective and it's almost more run by fear you know if you don't do th- if you don't behave in the way that you know to from your bottom up morality then we have this sort of like overarching system of fear and punishment i can even combine the two of those into a one go i think you guys are missing one thing so you said like you have all these gr- groups of people and you band together and it's like, oh, maybe you have this viewpoint instilled in you that uh-huh. I do and we'll get along with this. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, I can see how that works. And what Tobin's saying, like it's like, well, it's a, a bottom up thing. We're going to create these rules and you guys have to fit into those. Well, think of money. So, yes. Think of, yes. Yeah. Think of like what a coin stamped back in the day. Say you're a Roman, right? And you had a Roman coin. Well, what does that coin mean? Well, that coin means I'm trading commerce and value in what this legal tender or this system is. But what does this also mean? 
Well, it means I abide by Roman rules. What do Roman rules mean? Well, maybe it means I don't murder people without just cause. Maybe it means I have uh, values of bartering and buying. So you can take emotions as to what someone else believes and I believe, and then you can take things such as formatting people to live a way of life that you think they do. And those are two completely different things based off of separate things like this guy believes one thing i believe something morality wise but you combine money in it well now you're all under the same umbrella right money's causing you to to mimic values backing of of a currency the rest of the world's faith in that yeah. country. Well, it's the, va- that, and the that's, value that's why the that. dollar, the yeah, U.S. dollar is dropping right now. What the fuck are you right? going to do with a gold coin? If yeah, I give exactly. you a gold coin, what are you guys going to do that. with it? What is that? the true value of precious There's metals? There money, money's a fake yeah. thing, though. Yeah. That's what you have to realize. But that's like that's part of what I... Eh, it's kind but, of it's, it, but resources, like we said earlier, it gets you things. Yeah. But it is fake. But by saying this one thing has value, what are we doing? That's a one world government. Well, you give me that money, I can give my children food, I can give my wife the dress she wants. It has all this aspects of life that pull us all into commonality, but it doesn't exist. But something as simple as money, now we can get along. All these things are just different ways of getting along. Say money didn't exist and we just bartered, right? Well, this guy gives me wheat, and I give him meat, and we get along. That's kind of a form of money. But now you put the fucking king's picture on a coin, and you stamp it. Well, now we all get along for this one reason. Well, but you're also putting faith in that king. You're saying that I believe that he is strong enough to control his whatever nation, government, empire, that this money will be worth something a year from now. Yeah, you're believing in one person, yeah. this group, this tribe. Yeah. And that's what all this goes to. It's like, it's all tribalism yeah. at the end of the day. It's my group, your group. How does our group get along with this group? Yeah. It's yeah. like, motherfuckers, right. you're all hairless monkeys, yeah. except for one of us. <laughs> yeah, But we're yeah. all hairless monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying with those groups. And then once, once they have that value be amongst them, if if they have that value and it's high amongst them, then they don't need a government, right? But the more that value breaks down or their values... Values, how, how, how not value. Yes, yes. How, how to behave and their morals and all that when, when those things start breaking down or that coin that they don't know how to trade amongst themselves or decide, well, my my... Beef is worth more than your wheat, so you need to give me way more wheat than the beef. Because so, well, your beef eats my wheat. Like how you know it ends up being this whole this whole game. But if when that thing starts breaking down, then you have the government above you taking care of that. No, in my world, you don't. Yeah, because that that's interference with free. Yeah, commerce. that's the government saying it's one thing. I, but that, so I'm no, no, also no, no. Talking with the values, and I, I, I'm going back and forth with. Yeah, the values yeah, yeah you're the value, fine. But like your ethics are don't I my ethics disagree with his ethics. Now we have a. But that's the. This is the be- okay. Perfect. 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 Because okay. this is the beautiful por- point. Because did you say porn? 
Yeah, I mean, porn's beautiful, too. <laughs> Depends if it's amateur or production value. You know, we got some screenshots. Um, no, so I think it's good in that way because it's always going to evolve. The culture is going to evolve. The people are going to evolve. What you think is right and wrong is going to evolve. Remember when they were like, dude, if you show, if a girl wears a dress... She shows her ankles. She's a goddamn skank. Yeah. You're like, whoa, whoa, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so society starts to change. It's not the government coming out and saying, hey, man, knees are pretty sexy. It's the people <laughs> saying, no, I don't care if this woman shows a knee. She shows an ankle. You know, this is culture changing. And that's why I think it's important that if you want a one world government, the people have to own it because people are going to change. Everything changes. Nothing stays consistent. You can have values and thoughts and tendencies that you base your principles off of, but life gets more complex. It never gets simpler. So it's always going to change. So if you have the people changing, right? Perfect. As soon as the government says change, that's where the badness happens. So if you have a one world government off of people in my eyes, Culture is going to change. It's part of the process. And what people think is the best way to be led, to lead, to do their things. But this is a growing process. Like I kept harping about technology, I think the way to govern people is a technology. You're figuring this out. And to figure out how to rule a group of people, it's not going to stay the same as day one as it is day 100. There has to be something better we're shooting for. Yeah, I mean, I just... When my, what I feel are my rights or what I think is right gets turned down by a majority vote of 51%, now we have problems. Yeah. And that is like where, how do you, how do you manage that to where, you know, we say, all right, well, you guys get that half and we get this half and we're going to do this over here. You guys do that over there. But the it was stuff like you don't like you can kind of hang out on the border and bounce back and forth and But like I was saying about Australia, you know, they had a mass shooting in the early 90s in like a coffee shop and then they banished all guns and they've never had another mass shooting. Okay? Cool. For mass shootings, that works out really good. But you look at what happens when COVID happens and tyranny starts to happen and the people don't have a voice because they don't have a weapon to back it up with. Well, now that's a different issue. So all this stuff has to evolve. It's going to be sensitive. It has to be. But I just wonder what is the best way to do it. Is it to lay it in the people or to have a great king that leads the people? That's kind of how I view all of that. Jesus Christ, that's my last one. I mean, we haven't even moved on to you guys. God, I feel like I'm hogging it here. Yeah, but no, it's just, it's, <laughs> it, it's a complex one. Mental I'm, masturbation, guys. I'm struggling to keep up with you. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's, that's real good. Uh, I was going <laughs> to implement a, a fucking Taco Tuesday, but uh, I guess. I was just thinking world peace. <laughs> yeah. you, you got another one? I've got one last one, but. Uh, I mean, this is getting pretty long, huh? We're about two hours. It don't matter, dude. Um, the people love us. They, all right. <laughs> um, 
I guess I'm not going to talk my way out of this one, am I? It's a one-world government, but like a 14-listener podcast. (laughs) We got you guys. I did like that original 14 once I understood what it was. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, that's actually kind of cool. That was Ben who sent that t-shirt, right, Ben? I believe so. Shout out, Ben. Yep. Original uh, 14. He's he's one of the Guns and Geese guys. Okay, So he's 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 rolled up here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's genius. Fuck yeah, Ben. We love you. All right, what do you got, Jordan? Go ahead, Tobin. <laughs> I'm going to end it right here. The uh, the fifth and final thing I am doing as dictator of the United States of America. Yes, sir. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night. We love you all. All right.